Head on over to cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. No minimum. Cufflinks.com has the greatest products for looking good. They have all the geeky stuff. Man, if you want like a Star Wars tie pin, you want some cufflinks that have the Captain America shield, Game of Thrones, all the sports teams, college sports teams, they have everything to add that little touch to make you look great. So, Look awesome when you step out the door tomorrow. Go to cufflinks.com. Use code DVR20 today. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Around the Couch, an NFL podcast brought to you by the DVR Podcast Network. My name is Axel. You can check out more about us at dvrpodcast.com. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash dvr today we are here to talk about nfl week 12 recap and then we're going to make our week 13 picks we're going to do things a little bit differently we're going to get right to the picks and we're going to talk about the games and as we talk about them we're going to talk about our picks but we will start out with our boys first um so, we had two of our teams, the Vikings and the Cowboys, playing all the way back almost a week ago, <laughs> if we can remember, on Thanksgiving. Hope, hopefully, everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Did everyone have a good Thanksgiving? Anyone have any Thanksgiving horror stories? Oh, my God. Axel wants to do this pot in like two minutes. <laughs> hey, it's Heath Solo and Brett and Andy. Remember us? <laughs> I, 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 that's, that was the intro to you. Does anyone? Oh, anyone want to talk? Okay. <laughs> Hi, I'm Heath. Uh, I'm a podcastaholic. Um, oh my god! All right, it's, that was a great second. pod, guys. Is oh, Evan sorry. behind you? Oh no! What's going on? Oh no! Oh. Whoa! Whoa! All intro. right. Here's Heath. Heath, how was your Thanksgiving? <laughs> Great, buddy. I just like when you introduce me. I, I feel at home know, when you I do know. it. I, I did get out uh, of myself there. Yeah, you were doing micro machines, <laughs> guy, but that's okay. <laughs> I love it. No, I'm doing great, man. It was a fantastic Thanksgiving. Uh, I thought the first half of that game, it wasn't so Thanksgiving for me, but then it turned out well. Yeah. Uh, it was good. It, it was a nice day. Good games all around. Nice. Man, so it was exciting. How about you, Brett? I had a lovely Thanksgiving. Um, I was happy for Heath and his Cowboys. I was happy for Andy and his Vikings. I was not happy for my 0-3 picks because the teams that were largely favored failed to cover. But all in all, it was pretty fun. And Andy, how about you? <laughs> well, I made it safely back from Wisconsin, so that's that's always a good thing. My nice. I did get a lot of questions on Thursday morning, and my Father-in-law was like, were you, what were you still doing up at 2.30 in the morning last night? And I said, well, I was still recording the podcast. So <laughs> I got a lot of questions there, so that was kind of fun. But, yeah, it was a fun Thanksgiving. That's nice. That's nice. And How I, was yours, Axel? Well, I had a good Thanksgiving. I, I spent it uh, pretty much on my lonesome, uh, just watching the Bills and Lions and Giants and Cowboys then uh, Perry and Lachlan came back from Duke. Well, they were victorious in their game. They lost the next day, but they did win the game they went to, and they stayed a little bit for the next game. 
Uh, and then we did our Thanksgiving on Friday with our with the family, and that was awesome. We had a great time. The dogs were playing together, and it was really nice. So I had a nice Thanksgiving. It was a good weekend, good good family time. Well, you skipped over how your amazing your ribs were. How good were they? The ribs lasted three days. Um, I had let's see. I ended up getting like seven ribs. I think I split it up. Two, three, and two. Yeah. So I had uh, uh, two rib, only two ribs on, on Thursday. And then I had a couple ribs on Saturday and then more on Sunday. Didn't you have a secret rib after the pot or did you not? Because you were talking about busting a rib open. I did. I did have one I mean, rib after the pot. You had it for Aaron Rodgers. You had a rib yes. for Aaron Rodgers. I had a rib for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Uh, there was there was no uh, Vicodin in that uh, rib or whatever they take these days, um, but it was fun. It was fun, and we I guess we should start out. Let's talk about that Cowboys game, or do you want to start with the Bills game? Let's start with the Cowboys solo. Like you said, tight at the half, but then the Cowboys found their rhythm and pretty much controlled the game from then on. And and I was the only person uh, to not pick. Oh, wait, you know what? We said we were going to start with our picks. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing today? Axel's off. Andy, why don't you first tell us how we did, and then we can go through all the picks. Well, it uh, it started as a dark weekend for everybody, but Axel, you, fin- you started 2-0, and and the rest of us didn't get any of those early two games right. And Brett, like he already mentioned, sadly, did not pick a single Thanksgiving day right. But he luckily <laughs> re- rebounded after that. Um. Heath, Heath still on the Broncos cost him a little bit, and Brett on the Saints. But otherwise, it was it was pretty close, and I think this actually might have been our best week since we started. Myself and Axel actually won the week with ten and six records. Nice. Heath was fit next at nine and seven, and Brett was eight and eight. So no one under five hundred right. this week for the first time in a long time. So that's good news. Um, overall, Heath has got seventy four and fifty eight. Axel's two games behind at seventy two and sixty. I'm six games behind at 68 and 64, and Brett is nine games out at 65 and 69, or 67, excuse me. Damn, man. So I fell one game back. Or wait, let's see. No, you gained gained a game. game. You gained a game game on Heath. Okay, awesome. You and I both gained a game on the leader, Heath, and Brett fell one more back. All right. I think we all have tryptophan in our blood still. We're all all over the map. Yeah, it was... We're on the couch, bro. <laughs> That's true. In the couch. We're in the couch. That's true. Oh, Axel, you would have gained even more. I see you You uh, sadly picked the Rams to cover against the Chiefs. That was maybe oh. not your best pick. But uh, besides that, you, you didn't have a whole lot of – I mean, you can't really have a lot of stinkers when you have the most right. So yes. the hell did I pick the Broncos? What yep. the heck? Yep, yep, yep. They stink. Broncos are terrible. But – now I'm going to transition well. Watch this one. I was the only one to pick the Giants to cover with a 10-point spread. The, the final was 28-20. to 20, So I was the only one to pick this game correctly. And that was only for the spread. I did think the Cowboys were going to win the game. Back that stupid backdoor cover. Yeah. That's a door's cover. You can back call me the backdoor man. Yeah, you got a nice act. Good, good one. I'm a back man because I'm bruising battered. 
Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lord have mercy. So, Heath, tell us about this. Yeah. The Cowboys exploded in the third quarter with 14 points. What did you think of this game? How are you feeling about them boys? So, I'm very... You know, I'm a very bipolar Dallas Cowboy fan. One minute, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. The next minute, fire McCarthy. Next minute, here we go again. Next minute, oh, they look pretty good. Like, I'm all over the map with this team. This is typically, like I was saying in November, when they lost to the Packers, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, here we go again. November failure leads to December mediocrity, leads to a loss in the playoffs. That's basically what the plan for this team was. And that first half showed it. Dak threw some bad picks. It, you know, being a Thursday game, I was just kind of like, this game might be bad. I don't, I didn't think they would lose, but I really was like, this injured, depleted Giants team, how the hell? Uh, and they they shot themselves in their own foot. There was a lot of laundry on the field, just like the, against the Raiders last Thanksgiving. And 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 most of them, I will admit, should have been called. But there's some ticky tackies, and that's what it seems more this season. There's a lot of these calls that really shouldn't be called. And so so I was frustrated that first half. I was just like, this team just doesn't have it. But they came out in the second half, and everyone stepped up, and the offense was humming. And, and, and honestly, the, the Giants were depleted, so I don't want to read too much into the win. But I will say them beating Minnesota on the road and you know, dominating the Vikings and then, sorry, Ando, and then short, I was waiting for it. (laughs) Yeah. Then a short week where they should easily win. And they were playing like crap for the first time. I felt the, you know, they came back in the second half and played well. I think they got off that Thanksgiving Russ short week and they did what they had to do because they needed to win this game because they have, because you have like three games coming up that are all winnable. They'll, they'll be favored in all three, and they should go on a run here. But like losing on Thanksgiving again would have been rough. Yeah. But um, you know, and Zeke actually Zeke looked better than he's looked all he season. Sixteen. Counts, he had a little pep. Two yards. Yeah, he had some pep to his, his step, and so this time last year he was injured and playing through it. And then Pollard got hurt against the Saints. So it's like, keep, you know, and the offensive line's been playing really well. And it's one of the few offensive lines. Uh, well, Tyron Smith was out before the season started, but they've all the starters have pretty much played together, except for an injury here and there, like minor, but they, the continuity is there. And it, when it comes down to it, it's going to be in the trenches, trenches down the stretch. If you win the, uh, the, the line battle, you you have a good chance. I just you know I worry a little bit about Dak. Um, they there are a receiver short, but all in all, it was a good victory. It was one we needed, and and, and I'm happy. I'm happy. That's good. Now I have a question to ask everyone here. There were two catch non catches over this weekend. Mm-hmm. There was the CD Lamb touchdown, right? And that was ruled out of bounds. And then who was the other one? Was it on the Chargers? Does anyone remember? Well, it was the Hunter Henry. Okay. The, the, the Patriots. Uh, Patriots against yeah. uh, Ando's Vikinos. Right. That yep. was the same one. What? I, I don't know how to feel about this. And I'd like to ask everyone's opinion because this, is it a catch? Is it not a catch? 
when we were growing up, if you possessed the ball when you crossed the line, that was the Hunter Henry one, right? When you cross yep. the line, mm-hmm. it's a touchdown. If somebody knocks it out or there used to be something called the ground caused the fumble, right? Which is yep. when someone would hit the ground, the ball pops out, say the ground caused the fumble. I, do, I, I have a hard time understanding, not that I'm talking about the out of bounds, not the end zone line, because I think if you possess the ball, when you go through the end, it should be automatic. The, the play's over as soon as the touchdown scored. But I'm not, I don't know how to feel about this having to complete the catch when you're out of bounds. Isn't the play supposed to be over when you're out of bounds? I don't know. Uh, Brett, what do you think about this? How do you feel about this? I would say the, uh, the analytical side of me likes that they're trying to make it like objective. But what they've done is in the past, before replay, it was, it was almost like a judgment call. Your eyeballs told you whether it was a catch mm. or not. When they introduced replay, now they have to specifically define it. And so that, I think that's where everybody is frustrated because their eyes are telling them it's a catch. But when you do the frame by frame, you can see, oh, it moved a little bit or did it move or yeah. how many steps does he have to, t- is one step enough and then he loses it? Because sometimes that's an incomplete pass, you know, so they had to define it and I had mixed feelings about it, but I mean, I do, I do like them trying to define it objectively. Hmm. Solo, what do you think about it? Okay. Well, I, I, yeah, cause I agree with Brett. There's also, it, it really remember with the Calvin Johnson opening day touchdown against the bears. And he yeah. kind of like, you know, with the ball, he put the ball down as he was, you know, and then they called it no catch. And then, you know, of course, Des in green Bay in the playoff game, See, like the thing is with the Hunter Henry is it's like, why should a receiver get different, uh, need different, need to do different things while crossing the plane? Because they're saying that you got to have exactly. two, you know, two feet, exactly. two feet and one football move. And it's going to, once that crosses the plane, you sh- it should be done. I, that, so I don't like that. I, I, I realize the CD Lamb one, like technically has the toes in, but his heel came out out of bounds. I'm like, I knew they were going to reverse that because that's what they call, but like, it, it's like a toe tap, but your heel comes down. So, okay, fine. That's the rule. But, and then remember they, n- this used to be a rule where if a, if a defensive back pushes you and they think you could have yes. made the catch in yep. bounds, mm-hmm. they would call that now that, you know, for the last several years that it doesn't matter. Yeah, like if someone pushes you out of that. bounds, you're out of bounds, you know, it's mm-hmm. frustrating because replay is a good thing, but at the same time, it freaking kills us. It kills you because they can do it to the millimeter or whatever. And because we see everything now, we're not watching on our little TVs in 1984, you know, watching these games with That's no graphics, point, no cameras. Dude. Yeah. We're seeing everything, guys. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's not just one or two camera angles. There's 20 camera angles. That's... Oh, and they put them together. And, you know, if a ball moves a little bit, they say, oh, he lost control. Come on. I mean, some of it's a little nitpicky, but we want to get it right. But at the same time, 
something you know and this is one comment sorry sorry i'm dominating the podcast at the beginning here guys but you guys get me fired up and i get all excited uh in my pjs but well you've done most of the talking so you're getting yourself fired up this one go ahead well played no like like this year i've liked it more but you know how they have that stupid ref consulting let's go to gene star even though i love gene starator and they never say anything good they never yeah they never say anything like yeah thanks buddy that that was great you think you know but this year they do it does seem a little better uh because because there's a lot of confusing calls and they are explaining it but like before it was like why are they paying these guys they say what should happen and then it's a different call from the replay so it's just i think that's a little bit of a waste it's a tough did you have anything to add to this ando well, I mean, I, I agree for the most part, especially the end zone one. I think if you get the ball across, why I don't understand, like you were saying, Heath and Brett, why it's a different standard for the running for a ball carrier than a ball receiver. That one I've never quite understood. I also, but at the same time, I think, I mean, they have, I, I was highly critical of the refereeing earlier in our podcast. I know way in the early part of the season, I think they are making, they're making things to make it better. I like how they're a lot of times now they're actually, it seems to me, I mean, maybe it's just my, brain but it seems to me now that officials are actually huddling to discuss plays a lot more often i That's wish they would true. do that yeah. every time waiting and, to and, make a call or or being okay to reverse a call after they talk to each other because th- those guys all have different views as well i also think with the the replay thing and how it is frustrating how some of those plays are called back or it hit the ground or something i think it still improves more plays than it doesn't improve if that makes sense i don't think there's ever going to be a way to completely get every call right but i think there's less mistakes made with this system than what there was before i think more tweaks are necessary but and like i said the hunter henry one i'm still shocked that that i mean i'm glad it wasn't a touchdown but i'm shocked it wasn't that there's to me there's no reason that should not have been a touchdown so i'm kind of in the middle of all of what you guys are saying yeah I mean, I feel the same way we were talking about the World Cup before we hit record. And it's like every time there's a goal, they go and check the fucking video for someone being off sides. Then the guy goes over to the side and looks at it. And it's like, look, just let the let them call it on. The, the way I feel about it is you have challenges. They're there to be used. We don't need to go every single time and challenge every single play that happens because if you went back into NFL history, there's a lot of like, you know, they went back and they look at the catch and there was like egregious pass interference on it or so, you know what I'm saying? Like offensive, you pushed off or some shit, you know, you look at this and somebody, so I I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like where you were going at Andy. I had defended the refs earlier in the season. I kind of think they're doing a decent job the best they can and I think at a certain point, we just have to let them call, you know, what it is on the field because it gets, it just, it, you can get so ticky tacky with it. Well, this, the next game we're talking about is the Patriots and the Vikings. Um, I had the Patriots, Brett had the Patriots covering. We were both wrong. Heath and Andy had the Vikings. The Viking, it was Vikings minus three. The final score was Vikes 33 and Patriots 26. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. What am I talking about here? Brett, this is Andy, not Brett. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, Heath was waiting to, waiting to correct me the whole time. Um, what? So you do think that this, sh- this should have been a touchdown then, Andy? 
Yeah, I think it should have been a touchdown. I mean, if I was the refs in that game, I would have called it a touchdown. I mean, I, of course, I'm happy they didn't call it a touchdown, but I do think it was, should have been a touchdown. I mean, uh, I guess. Um, let's see, what else can I talk about this game? Um, the uh, I thought it was kind of interesting. I didn't even realize this. I should have had this information last week. I didn't realize Kevin O'Connell was drafted by Bill Belichick in 2008. Played a couple. Andy. Of- <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! When I saw that. I was like, wait, wait a minute. That's the same. And then I started yeah. realizing, oh my God, he was a third round pick that just didn't make it. And I was like, that's him. Oh my yeah. God. You know, he, so, played, uh, he played for a couple games in 2008. It was the same year Tom Brady blew out his knee in the first game. And Matt Castle played almost the whole year. Right. O'Connell was a backup. He also ended up being the third stringer for Detroit, the Jets, the Chargers, the Dolphins, never played for any of them. He was third string behind Sanchez and Clemens for the Jets. And that's part of why the Jets signed him is because he had played for the Pats and they were looking for anything to any reason to uh, win or some some way to beat Belichick. It's the first win over the Patriots since Dante Culpepper, Robert Smith, Chris Carter, and Randy Moss beat Drew Bledsoe, Falk, and Terry Glenn. The Vikes never beat Tom Brady when at least when he was with the Patriots, which is kind of crazy. Um, game started a little. I was a little worrisome. Cousins big pick in the first quarter but then after that not counting the kneel down they scored five on their next five possessions cousin was 30 for 37 for 300 another big jefferson game big Thielen game another comeback win for the vikings their eighth out of their nine wins eight of them have been a one score win um after that um went to come back they had a big punt, uh, kick return for a touchdown which is exciting from Wangwu. the guy's a yeah. pretty damn good returner the uh, there's still some worrisome things to go about the Vikings. Mac Jones looked like a pro bowler through for 382. And uh, it's instead of a bend, but don't break defense, it's a bend, but sometimes break defense. The only thing that I can think kind of like the Cowboys, they still have three of their top four cornerbacks out. So I'm, I'm hoping that that, that, uh, that helps when or three or four of their top cornerbacks, their safeties are still okay, but I'm hoping that that helps when they get some depth back, but the Vikings can become the first team to clinch a division this weekend if a, with a win and a Detroit loss or a tie. So that's kind of oh, exciting. Wow. 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 I didn't realize would, that. Yep. It would be the first, it would be, it would tie the record for earliest that the Eagles can too, but the Eagles have to have like three or four teams lose, but it would, it, if the Vikings clinch, it would be the first, it would the earliest tie in the earliest ever to clinch a division in the Super Bowl era with six other teams. The last one was the 09 Colts and five of those six that have tied or that have had that record have made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying going to the Super Bowl is going to happen, but it's kind of a fun stat. And I mean, otherwise I'm just excited for this weekend to see Justin Jefferson versus sauce Gardner. So we could talk about that later. Oh baby. Yeah. So, this was, I felt that the Viking, I felt they played a really good game and I felt like they really controlled this game. Um, I, I don't well, know. And I think too, kind of like Heath was saying about the, after the last week's game, with the Vikings and the Cowboys for a different reason, this might have been the most important game of the season for the Vikings this to this point, because playing four days after getting absolutely curb stomped by the Cowboys. I mean, they got dominated in every facet of that game to come back and beat a a good uh, Patriots team that the Vikings have not had success against in a long time against a good coach. I mean, it's, it was, I was a little worried going into this because there's been Vikings teams like this in the past after those, after a good start and then they get blown out and then the wheels fall off and then it's five losses in a row. So I'm, I'm, I'm a lot more optimistic now than I was this time last week. So that was a good one, man. Gentlemen, anybody else have anything to say about this game? 
let's move it on unless Brett wants to. Well, nah, I just at nine and two, you don't even have to worry about the that Cowboys game anymore. It's just one loss, and like you said, you're going to clinch the division any day now. So, you know, looking forward. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is exciting, except when you get stomped this weekend, baby. But <laughs> speaking of getting stomped, not really stomped, but. Let's talk about Brett's Falcons, the commies. It was commies minus four and a half. Everybody had the commies except for Brett, and we were all right. Brett, what do you have to say about your Falcons? Well, I felt like I got stumped after that game. Um, I was feeling pretty good about that pick for most of the game, really. It was a really good game. I mean, it was it was two pretty evenly matched teams. Um, even if you look at the stats, you got almost the same yardage: three thirty-two yards yeah. for the Falcons, three fourteen for Washington. Um, passing yards: one sixty-five, one thirty-eight; rushing: one sixty-seven, one seventy-six. And another thing about this game: only six total penalties for 48 total yards, two penalties by the Falcons and only four penalties by Washington. So it was a clean game. You you didn't have to worry about the officials getting in the way. I just, you know, I like Arthur Smith as a, as a head coach. This is his second year. I think he's really good at coaching up the young players that we have. The end game coaching though, is still very much a question mark for me. I know he he was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee for a while. So he has called plays for a long time, but the the Falcons this game came down to we're down by 6. We 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 put together, you know, the best drive of the day at the very end of the fourth quarter. We got the ball on the 4-yard line, yep. second and goal. About a minute left. I don't understand why you're not running the ball there. You got Washington gassed. Their defense is on fumes. You've been running the ball all day all over them. Look at look at the numbers. Mm-hmm. Here. Um, Tyler Algier, 11 carries, 54 yards, 4.9 average. Cordell Patterson, 11 carries, 4.7 average. Caleb Huntley had one carry for 12 yards. Marcus Mariota, six carries, 49 yards, 8.2 average. You only carried the ball 29 times, and you got 167 yards for a 5.8 average. You got to run the ball there. Anytime Marcus Mariota has the ball in his hands in the red zone is cause to be nervous. (laughs) I mean, he's been a pretty solid quarterback, you know, or I should say pretty mediocre quarterback, but when it comes to crunch time, you have, you have time to play with there. Also, they don't have any timeouts. So you run the ball. Even if you don't score, you let the the clock run down so that if you do score, they get the ball back with no time left. So plenty of reasons why I kind of question the play calling there, but if you didn't see it, what happened on second and goal, from the four is that the ball was tipped at the um, at the line and intercepted in the end zone. So that was basically the game. Yeah, that was rough, man. Um, he had a lot actually, of balls tipped that game too, didn't he? Yeah, and uh, 
the ensuing drive, what's funny is that we had all of our timeouts. So the ensuing drive, we, we stopped them and, and used all of our timeouts. So we were, we were due to get the ball back with about 45 seconds left. And the dude runs into the punter. It was like, a, it was a fourth and two. They had to punt the ball away. We run into the, the kicker, five yard penalty, automatic first down game over so that was that was another sin that we committed and then another head scratcher was right before halftime we have the ball at midfield fourth and inches i'm not even talking about like a half a yard it's like fourth and inches and we run up to the to the line of scrimmage Mariota could have easily quarterback sneaked it there i feel like but instead they do the whole you know, try to draw the defense off sides thing. Stupid, that stupid dummy count. And, oh, my God. And we had all three of our timeouts at the time. So we we called a timeout there after that didn't work because that freaking never works in the NFL. I can't I can't even remember last time I saw that work. It happens like once a season. It works. <laughs> yeah. But then they for every team ball. <laughs> Instead of the punting the ball, they came out and they, they the offense came back on the field, which I kind of like, you know, fourth and inches. You should be able to get that. But then you got Mariota in shotgun formation. I just don't understand. I mean, it's inches. It's not like fourth and one, you know, where a QB sneak probably won't work. If he just if you just run up to the line and he snaps that and he runs it, he's getting that first down like 19 out of 20 times. Anyway, that was that was another frustrating play. It, it, it actually didn't end up hurting them because Heineke threw a pick a couple of plays later. So the half ended. It was ten ten at halftime. So, but that's just I don't know. I, I guess I can nitpick. I guess any fan can nitpick the the play calling any game they want. But definitely a little frustrated after that that six point loss, which they didn't even cover. They lose and they don't cover. But this might know. be this might be the one podcast we cover the Falcons in depth better than anyone else. <laughs> you know what though? The bright side is as uh as was mentioned in our text chain, like fifteen minutes later the, the Buccaneers lose to the Browns in yeah. overtime. So now the Buccaneers are five and six and first and the the Falcons are still just a half a game out at five and seven. That's what's so crazy. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever dead in that division this year, which is awful with these 14 week, 14 buys. It kills fantasy. It's like your last week in fantasy. What if, you know, I hate how they're doing that this year. It is. It is really weird. And uh, it's, I'm I'm not used to seeing my team lose so many games and still be in it i I almost would prefer them to be like eliminated so i can like reset my central nervous system and like be able to look at it through a more objective lens and not worry about but i have to i still have to worry about the playoff race when i watch these these, this team so which is also exciting i guess it's just it's a strange place to be you know five and seven and schedule is still kind of on the Falcon side. If you just look well, at Brett, the schedule, I'm sorry, Atlanta schedule, you know, they're still in it. So it was like the 2020 season with the Cowboys when everyone, Dak was out for the year. Everyone went down. I mean, that division was so bad. I'm like, we're like two games out with like five to play. Do I root 
for this, you know, six and 10 team to win the division or do I, do I knowing they're going to lose in the playoffs or do I, you know, but it's your team. So, I mean, Hey, you make the playoffs, you get a playoff game, which you, you don't didn't expect going into the season. You know, at least you get these young team, get the young players, get reps and they're at least, you know, and you know, it's a it's a culture thing too. Sorry, Ando. But yeah, well, I've got a question for you when you're done with your thought here. <laughs> I mean, it's a culture thing too. Even if you win your division at eight and nine or something, and you get a playoff game and you lose, you, at least like the next year, you can you, you feel good about hey, we're a young team and we're we're coming off a division champion. Hey, let's go for two divisions in a row. You know that kind of thing. So. Uh, yeah, it's, st- it's still worth it to make the playoffs instead of, you know, try to get a draft pick, in my opinion. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because even though you're only a half game out of a playoff spot, you're also only a game out of a top five draft pick with like the best quarterback yeah. class in the college, <laughs> like the last 10 years. Andy, we had the same thought. I was going to say it's con- it's really it's be- it's like it's an uneasy feeling, but it's really best of both worlds. Because you could actually like win the division and still be so bad that you have a good draft pick. (laughs) Yeah, how do they work that? I think if you make the the playoffs, I think you're automatically in the top or the the last. How many playoff teams are there? 14? Right. I think if if you're the worst playoff team, I think you automatically get that 14th worst pick or 14th. Like that, whatever that would be, what? the 18th yeah. pick. Yeah. It's it only goes by record for the teams that didn't make the playoffs. That's what I thought. See, um, I wasn't sure about that. I mean, it's been over a decade for me to even consider something like that. So, <laughs> kind of out of practice. But so, if they make the playoffs, they're going to pick like 19th. And if they miss the playoffs, they could pick like top right. five. You're listening to Atlanta Falcons podcast live, sponsored <laughs> by the DVR Podcast Network. The, uh, uh, hey. the other thing I was going to mention quick, Brett, when you were talking about some of the mistakes where they were killing themselves, the Pat, the Pats did a lot of that too. They had yes. running into the kicker penalty. Uh, yeah. They had a couple uh, late hits. They had, I mean, it was the sloppiest Belichick team I've ever seen. And that's a lot of the big reason the Vikings won. So I was kind of on the opposite yeah. end of that kind of stuff this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that and and stick one into Belichick when you were talking about the Vikings, Ando, because there was a lot of there was like three major special teams errors that occur. And mm-hmm. that's Belichick's special thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, not that he's not great at everything. You see, look, I can't believe that. First of all. How does his son still look like that? Like, does he know that there's cameras oh in the stadium? <laughs> he looks he like a man. Swamp people. Swamp it's, people. It's insane. Every time I look at him, he's like, <laughs> and then I'm going to kill everybody. He's got, uh, he's got what's his name calling the offensive plays. Um, oh, Patricia. Patricia. It's like, what the oh, fuck? Yeah. And it's, it just, it's Frickin crazy. It looks like me on my couch. Uh, it's, Patricia. It's, it's, like, I know. Geez. It's absolutely nuts. But yet still. They're in it too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. hey, you know, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. only two games behind the Dolphins. So what are you going to say? Belichick has his way, but there's a team hear the train. That's, that's ahead of them. Tra- and you know what choo, that choo, team is? Choo, Time choo. to move it on. It's called <laughs> Mike fucking White, baby. That's what we're going to be talking <laughs> about choo, right the now. The Mike White train, baby. Okay, Bears at Jets, Jets minus six. Well, guess what? This was the biggest blowout of the weekend because they won by 21, baby, 31 to 10. And let's just talk about a man we call Mike White and the delicious 
game that he had to go with Thanksgiving. <laughs> Delicious. He was 22 for 28. Now I watch every... See, sometimes when Zach is playing, my attention wanders. Because he starts wandering around the field. So my mind wanders. But when Mike White's playing, I watch every single play. So that's 22 for 28, right? So that's six passes that were incomplete. Now, three of those were bad throws. The other three were drops. So he only had three bad throws, 315 yards, three touchdowns. He did take a sack that he really shouldn't have taken. But still, we win 31 to 10. I don't even have anything to say. Zonovan Knight, who the fuck is that? Runs for 69 <laughs> yards. Night Rider. I, I coined him Night Rider. Son of a Knight. I mean, <laughs> I have to hand it to Salah. They have a they just have depth on this team. Ty Johnson rumbles for a 32 yard touchdown. You know, Michael Carter, who at other times has been great, he only ran six times, 21 yards, but you know, still part of the team. Did he get hurt? Did he get hurt? Uh, I don't is I don't know I if he's he hurt. I'll have hurt. to check. He did catch two passes too. Okay, he may have he yeah, may have he gotten got hurt. hurt. But Zonovan Knight did great, and Garrett Wilson. I mean, come on, that guy is a star. I I feel it's so weird to have a player like him. It was like if Brees had still been playing. Imagine if he was still playing. It's just weird for the Jets to have these great to draft. These great offensive players. I'm so used to a string of wide receivers that do nothing, you know, <laughs> or just complain, and a string of running backs that go nowhere. And now we're, you know, I mean, I after Curtis Martin, but I mean, I don't know what else I have to say. I have to say, Solid did the right thing. He benched his starting quarterback, who's the second overall pick, when the team had a winning record. Right, that took balls, and Mike White saved the day. And I was listening to Rich Semini has a podcast. He covers the Jets, and he just was he just kind of laid it out. He's like, "Look, Mike White is married. He has kids. He is he just comes in and he does what he's supposed to do." Zach Wilson he he trusts the system. Zach Wilson thinks he is the system, and that's a big difference. And I I mean. What what's going to happen this weekend? Who knows? Is Mike White going to continue to do so well? I don't know. But hey, he did really good in a game last year. Then he didn't do so well after there was an injury, like four picks too. or something. Yeah, yeah. but it, you know, so we'll see what happens. That was a different team, though. He felt well, like he had fu- to win that game last year. And it was I mean, this game was against the Bears, the worst defense in the league. That's true. Uh, but. But it's a confidence booster. And like you said, Axel, the, I could, these are the type of games Jets would normally lose, yes. right, through the years. Thank you. And so, much. so to win a game that you're supposed to win, that you're favored yeah. in, is – and when you bring up the Mike White thing, I know last year it was Mike White. After a week, he was like – it was like Lynn Sanity in New York with Jeremy Lynn <laughs> with the Knicks. And then he went down, you know, down the – but, again, different team. Different culture. Bench and Zach Wilson might be the greatest thing they do because it's not like, oh, you know, second second overall pick we have to play. If if he's not mentally tough and he's still, you know, sleeping with grandmothers, then, you know, you need to go with the professional. 
that and <laughs> we got an Elijah Moore sighting. I you know. see how happy he I... was when he caught the touchdown. <laughs> oh, every every podcast I listened to was talking about every beat writer was like, Yeah, Elijah Moore was smiling and they said that um when he scored the touchdown and he came back to the sideline, the other players were cheering, free that man, because that's what <laughs> they were tweeting when he had asked for a trade. I can't right. remember who, what other player that was at this point. Um, man, Zach must really DK be a punk. Or what are the other guys that he played with? Uh, so, yeah, that was it was just, hey, man, it was, guys, this was a wonderful game. I was not. There wasn't one point while watching this game that I didn't feel like we were going to win. They came right out and scored a touchdown, what I thought was the best drive of the whole season. And I, I was just like, this. I just felt like this game's over. We're going to win this game. Oh, well, and it was your defense, Axel. Yes. Well, your defense is exceptional. That. That's what I was going to say. It was oh, I'm sorry. Bears defense. No, it's okay, dude. Bears defense was bad jets defense is amazing i mean it was just fun they're fun it's it is so rare too to be able to watch the offense and it's fun and the defense is fun to watch too um but you know i did also the bears didn't have justin fields we should mention that as well the i got a couple fun mike white stats for you that drive you were talking about that opened the game that was the first time the jets have scored a touchdown on their opening yep. drive all year yep and mike mm-hmm. white on his he started had three home starts has thrown for 971 yards only two quarterbacks in NFL history have thrown more on their first three home starts Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes so wow hey Mike and, White former Cowboys draft pick thank and you the Vi- and the Vikings who have <laughs> three defensive backs out this week or most likely out are dead last in yards per game allowed in passing so Mike White could have a bit he could feast well, I'm I'm just gonna I don't I don't want him to feast. I want him to distribute the ball. That's ten different players caught a pass in that game for the Jets. Ten. That nice. is that makes everybody happy, makes everyone feel like they're part of the win. It's like you were talking about team morale. It's at an all time high. And I think that the players really respect Salah. That was like I think that was a kind of a turn, really benching big Wilson, time, big time, and they really gained more respect for the head coach and the system. And I just I hope it continues. But let's keep it moving. We got a lot of other games to talk about. Let's pick one from the list. Let's pick one where only one person was correct. Do we have any other games where only one person was correct? No, but we have a couple where one person was wrong. So let's hey! let's let's no. <laughs> let's we, no. We have a couple. There's a couple where only one person was right. Brett was right on both the Browns and the Cards covering. Oh, okay, okay. Wait, let me see. Oh, you're right. Let's do let's lot pile on Brett. Let's do the reverse. Um, <laughs> this Chargers Cardinals game. I thought um, Bobby Abair play. I mean Justin <laughs> Herbert played great he he he's he's finding his rhythm and i think that the chargers are looking pretty good what did you think about this game brett since you were the one who picked the cards to cover because the final score was chargers 25 24 and it was minus three chargers 
Well, my takeaway from this game is just I love this trend of teams going for two when they're down by one yeah. at the end of a game instead of kicking the extra point and going to overtime. Love it. You know, got one play, you, you convert, you win, you don't, you lose. Let's do this. And that happened twice this week, actually. Um, but kudos to the Chargers for the win. I, I mean, I picked the Cardinals to cover or to win, so I'll take it. Um, I still don't really trust the Chargers as a team. Um, you know, they, they should have they beaten Arizona by more than than one. You would think the perception is that the Cardinals aren't that great. The Chargers are, should be pretty good. But, you know, they, they're still – they got a lot of close wins this year, I feel like, and this is another one. Yes, that is true. Uh, Solo, what did you think about them going for the two at the end? Well, I it was gutsy, uh, very gutsy. But I think Brendan Staley is looking at the door and realizes Sean Payton wants his job. Mm. And so he has to go balls out and be aggressive. And he, he needs to bring the Chargers to the playoffs and maybe even, even win a playoff game uh, for him to keep his job. So I think he's just going all out. Now, Herbert seems to be healthier. You get Keenan Allen back. What a difference an all-star receiver makes. But you're right. Herbert was kind of, and I've heard this on other, he was Marino-esque in this game. And it kind of reminded me of the way Marino plays. And um, it, it just, it was, a, it was a good win for the Chargers, but they're so unpredictable. And then, honestly, the Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury will not be the coach. Next. I mean, they're, they, and they put, put so much money on Kyler for Kyler Murray. And again, we'll, there's another quarterback that was given a lot of money that the franchise is in dire straits, <laughs> worse than them. But I just, you know, again, I've been talking about it early on in the season. I just saw this happening with all the turbulent offseason the Cardinals had. That this wasn't. Klings, King, Klingsbury, Kingsbury, Klingsbury, Jeff Kingsbury, King, Kingsbury, Kingsbury, Kingsbury. And, and Murray don't like each other. And it's pretty obvious, it's pretty obvious, but there's, yeah. it's, it's, it's bad. And, and so that, that, and be, yeah, that's going to be bad. And do you think the, the team, team is going to ride with Kyler going forward? I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of this contract. He just signed a big contract, and it's like Aaron Rodgers. Everyone's like, where's Aaron Rodgers going to play next year? You know what the cap hit? All the guaranteed money would hit against your cap and be dead money. There's no way that the Packers can trade Aaron Rodgers without taking the greatest cap hit, and they may not even be able, you know. So they have no choice but to go with Kyle, unless there's some out clause, different clause thing, I don't know. Uh, they should have kept that had, has to study them. three times a week. <laughs> it's contract. Right. Yeah. I, don't think, I don't think Murray has an out clause, but I'm pretty sure Rogers does yeah. have an out yep. clause. I'm not sure how that would affect the, the cap if he if he decides to to not. Well, well, they could have out clauses, but that that can't be because then you would give everyone big contracts, and then I know there was one year the 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 Redskins at the time signed Donovan McNabb to this big deal, but it wasn't a lot of guaranteed money. So they were able to get out of the contract. I believe these two have big guaranteed money. So that is very tough because you get that accelerated cap. Hit. Um, say, say you get a hundred million guaranteed over five years. 
you'll get what 20 uh 20 hit every year but then if you trade them in year two that's like 80 million that goes, you know so it's i i don't i'm not an expert but i know it's really hard to mm. uh um but you're yeah. right it depends on the language of the contract the thing with Kyler, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. I'm ready to give up on him with Kingsbury. And part of the reason why I think there could be something there is there's two other examples this year of guys that their quarterbacks that were the franchise quarterbacks for those teams that their previous coaches, they're, especially in Miami, there's some stuff. If you read some of the stuff that Tua has been saying about Brian, Brian Flores and how much McDaniel has changed him into a different quarterback. And here in Minnesota, Cousins and Zimmer clashed, clash, clash. O'Connell and, and McDaniel both came into those jobs telling those owners, I think I know how to use these guys correctly. And it's right. led to some great success. So, I mean, Murray has the athletic ability. There's no question. Maybe if Arizona's smart, they'll find somebody that has a plan or somebody that knows how to use him or to play to his strengths or something. Cause he's got, he's still got the ability. That's why I'm not ready. I don't think he can succeed with Kingsbury there, but there might still be a chance for him. Well, will there be a chance for Aaron Rodgers as Jordan Love comes in and throws kind of an okay pass <laughs> <laughs> that everyone is now like Jordan Love's amazing even on, like I don't, I don't remember who was calling this game they're like uh, I think it was Troy right he was like Jordan Love's done yeah. great yeah he was six for nine Troy calm down Collinsworth Collinsworth, oh, it was Collinsworth. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry do not destroy yeah. Aikman on this and it podcast. was totally Watson created <laughs> that play that that had very little to do with Love this yeah. game kind of surprised me I thought that the pack kind of they didn't really the score ends up uh let's see uh let me go to 40 our 33 yeah yeah 40 33 40 33 uh we all picked the eagles to cover six and a half they covered so we all got that one right uh aaron Rodgers did leave this with some kind of like rib injury or something right but I think it was more like he was just like, we ain't winning this. I'm getting the fuck off the field. <laughs> the Eagles ran. This is the most, I think, what was the most <laughs> yard since like 1948 or something yep. in the NFL? 363 yep. yards. 17 carries by Hertz for 157. 21 carries for 143 miles Sanders. They were just, man. The Eagles, he rushed for 100 yards in one quarter. Yeah, Jalen Hurts did. That's he was unreal Crazy. in that game. But still, uh, the Packers kind of kept it close. And when Love scored that touchdown, they were I think that they were that took that brought them within one there. Um, but uh, they couldn't get anything happening after that, and the Eagles won the game. How you feeling about I, this? How you feel about the Eagles after watching this game solo? They're your rival. <laughs> Um, it, it was definitely a good win for them. Um, I still think I, I, it's hard to judge because the way they ran on the pack, I'm not going to say the Packers defense has given up, but they're not good. No, they're terrible. They had no, it seemed like they had no game plan for it. Like they just weren't spying hurts. They were yeah. letting him do whatever he wanted. And again, this is the thing, you know, I talk about, you know, the pack, the Eagles schedule and they're playing like the Gonzaga basketball schedule. Lombardi mentioned that they're playing like Gonzaga's conference mm -hmm. schedule, but, but, but it, it, it's just, 
But when you keep winning like this, and they, they're different than Arizona last year that I think was, was a full goals team, and they showed it down the stretch. But I don't know. I, I worry about the Eagles. I'm, I'm more scared of the Niners for the Cowboy reasons. But the Eagles are a good team. Um, and this is a, it was probably closer than it should have been. But, you know, they dominated this game. I mean, there was one point where the game was close early on, and then they just went up by two scores. I mean, they, they did whatever they wanted. So I, I, I'm putting a little fear back in Philly. Uh, I, I, they're, a bet, they're a better team than uh, I think than the teams they've played. But um, so, yeah, they're, 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 they're scary. They, Philly, they have a good defense. Philly right now is 10-1, and one, and they have the Titans, Giants, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, Giants. Yeah, there's maybe two Titans, Cowboys is their two tough games left. I feel like they're going to drop one to the Giants. Yeah. Have, have you watched the Giants? <laughs> I know, but it's divisional, dude. I feel, no, I, 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 I really know, feel Axel, that I know. way, yeah. I know. No, I mean, yeah, I, don't I think know the Giants. It'd be are great, nice, but it'd be nice. It is divisional. You're right. Those things can ten and one. If they could go three and three, their final six, they're still thirteen and four. Yeah. That might be yeah. still mm-hmm. might be enough to get a bye. We'll see. I think so. I think you. Can I hope they lose a game. I wish they lost to the Colts because the Cowboys would be one behind them, and it would be nice to steal that. But I don't. I think they're going to get the one seed unless barring injury. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the one seed, let's talk about another old ass guy named Tom Brady. Brett was the only one that thought that the Browns would win this game. It was Bucks minus three and a half. We were all wrong. We all picked the Bucks except for Brett. The Browns won twenty three to seventeen. Old man Brady looking like he's in slow motion again. Ah man, it's you know. As a Jets fan, I was watching the end of this game, and they keep on going to sad Todd Bowles on the sideline, and it just it just makes me feel a little bit bad. Like here, everybody was like Todd Bowles is going to win the Super Bowl with Tom Brady, and that that ain't happening, man. But yet they still lead your division, Brett. What did you think? Did you get? Did you catch any of this game? I only only caught the kind of the end of it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I just you know, picking against the Bucks has has worked pretty well. Um, three and a half was just a little too many points for me. So I mean, maybe if it was two and a half, maybe I would have bitten. But I mean, I I thought the Browns in Cleveland could have get, could give them a game, and you know they ended up winning. So, but uh, I mean, overtime was exciting. That that went back and forth. Yep. Yeah, the Bucks punted twice in overtime. You can't win a game when you're doing that. I mean, yeah. it's just all right. Well, that's yeah, that the, for that the Bucks are the Bucks are three seven and one against the spread. So you are right on, Brett. They are not not exactly <laughs> and Ando's Blizzard stats. Yeah, like, he's coming. <laughs> I told you, I had a lot of them today. Ando Blizzard, I love you? it. So, do you have any stats for? We don't have to talk too much, but the Dolphins crushed the Texans. But Ugh. the question was, would they cover thirteen and a half? And we all said they would, and they did. They won thirty to fifteen. Um, Tyreek Tua looks awesome. 
They're leading the division now, and they're playing better than the Bills. Well, they uh, in the first half, they had 30 points. The Texans had 31 yards. <laughs> I mean, that really kind of says it all. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. They shut the, uh, down the run. They shut down the pass. They shut down everything. Another super interesting stat I uh, I, I ran across today. This is from NFL Research. Um, the highest single season passer. I know passer rating isn't always the most accurate stat, but it still is a stat I think you can get some value out of. It's the highest single season passer rating on third down since play-by-play data has been tracked. Number three is Kurt Warner in 1999 at 137. Number two is Steve Young in 94 at 141.2. Number one, as of right now, on third down passing rating, Tua at 145.6. He is on track to have the highest third down passer rating in league history. Mm, Wow. Now, Ando, let me ask you, because there's two different different QB ratings. There's the one, and then the one that's the lower number, what – what are the do you know the differences between the two? Because I know growing up the QB rating was the only thing yep. they did, and then they came and up with a new one. Doesn't the other one add in? Oh, I can't remember what the other one adds in. It adds a couple more stats into it. I just can't off the top of my head can't remember what they are. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think it's an ESPN invented stat Probably. called QBR. I think it's a scale of QBR. Yeah. Yeah. The other one, the original one was called passer rating, and then there's yeah. they called there's QBR. QBR, okay. But okay, I, it's, I've always go ahead, Ando. Oh, I was going to say it. QBR calculation adds in several other things, not included, such as throwing distance, sacks, fumbles, designed runs, and scrambles. Hmm. So it basically just adds in a few more stats to make it a little more analytic. Interesting. Okay. Gotcha. Interesting. All right, let's keep it moving. Ravens minus three and a half at the Jaguars. Heath picked the Jags. We all picked the Ravens. Jags take it 28 to 27. And this was another two point, uh, went for the two point conversion, right? This was the other game that this happened. You didn't have this win, Axel? Because I remember, because there's one I changed. Because I, I, you convinced me, and I, I did my one change. I think you, I this is this the one, one that you changed. Oh, it is. We were yeah, all going because, Ravens. Because whoever picked last picked the Ravens, and then you, you decided you wanted to okay. be different and pick the Jets. <laughs> is that what it was? It was like, <laughs> dare to be different. Dare to be. Had great, to be different. <laughs> yeah, this was a great one too. That Marvin Jones catch where he got his shin down. This is another weird catch thing, like your shin, your toe. Um, but uh, then they got the two-point conversion, and then Justin Tucker missed a 67-yard field goal. Uh, which yeah, was, that thing looked like it was going in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really had that really had me on edge, and it was it looked like it was only like a couple of yards, maybe two or three yards from making it. Um, mm-hmm. That was a good kick, but um, Jacksonville's four and seven. They're not doing anything this year, but it was it was good to see Trevor Lawrence play well. He, pl- I thought he, I watched a, too much of that game, and he played awesome. He looked, man, he looked good. I was shocked. It's also the yeah, third this- time, third time this season the Ravens have lost a game in the last fifteen seconds. I was just about to bring that up, Ando. This Ravens defense loves to give up leads, and they've been doing it all year. That's that's their big Achilles heel. And, you know, what's going on with Lamar, man? 
he's just not Lamar. Is it the contract? Is it, you know, do you guys see Lamar, the Ravens giving Lamar money or would Lamar go to a different team? You think what, what are some of your um, thoughts? I think if if they don't, if they don't give him the money, I think they're stupid. He might not be a top three quarterback right now, but I've seen enough of football this season that half the league has got teams that should be backup quarterbacks that are starting. Right. I mean, he's no matter what, he's a top 10. You, you got to give him like Kirk cousins is overpaid, but he's better than half the other quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, you got to overpay for a quarterback, I think. Yeah. I mean, he was still 16 for thir- That's not good. 16 for 32 is not good. 254 no. yards, a touchdown, 14 carries for 89 yards. I don't know. Maybe he, he's doing too much. He doesn't have the, gr- the greatest receiving core. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think that 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 might be the problem that he, he's, you know, when he has to carry it. And then, like you're saying, the defense isn't holding up. Um, let's keep it moving. Let's talk about a game where Heath was the only one who had it wrong, which was Broncos at Panthers. My man, Sam Darnold going up against Russell hustle and bustle man, muscle Wilson. Broncos minus one and a half Panthers win 23 to 10. Darnold had a great game. Did he did good. And Russell Wilson is, I was looking, you talk about cap hit. I was looking mm-hmm. at, there was a, there was a meme going around or whatever, a picture with words on it. Um, and it was like 23 million, 68 million, <laughs> 45 million. Like it's, uh-huh. They are Dude, it's fucked, in, man. They has a lot of the picks, Bron- too. The Broncos franchise is screwed. I'm so happy yeah. I'm not a Broncos fan. I mean, they were sold a bill of goods. I, I, you know, I I don't know how they didn't do enough of their – I guess they just thought Russell, oh, he'll be back. Yeah, you, know. you know, and he's just not the same quarterback. He doesn't have the same skill set as he – once had they gave him a buttload of money and they can't get out of the contract i think until like 2025 or something i mean they're screwed Mm -hmm. they are screwed and he's such a big cap hit like the broncos are done like how the hell do you get out of that you can't right and their and their next two first round picks and their next two second round picks yeah are in seattle (sighs) god it's just ridiculous gino and the seahawks are looking great Oh, yeah, man, I thought it was a strange trade at the time because, well, Russell was hurt most of last year, right? Yeah, but I, I think so, yeah. I just, yeah, he had that pin in his hand or something. He, yeah. There was at least a question as to whether he was, you know, over, you know, past his prime before the trade happened. So the fact that they gave up so much and then paid him like they did was curious, uh, you know, at the time. It was dreaming. Yeah, and, and you and you can't return it after thirty days. Like you, you own yeah. it. <laughs> they would have returned I mean, him after thirty days. Oh, um, but like it's just it's just like I it you know again it's the Broncos. I don't care, but I'm just like you know I I, I think about the fan base and everything and how many Russell Wilson jerseys were bought this summer and how excited and everyone was picking them to be you know the great AFC West. You know. And look at the Raiders and the Broncos, how, oh, and it's just, I, I just, I, it's, you know what it comes down to guys, 
desperation to get a franchise quarterback, the desperation of so many teams want, need that franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately these quarterbacks don't grow on trees. And yep, that's the, exactly and, what I was saying about Lamar. That's why they need to pay Lamar. Yep. Yep. And I think the Tom Brady thing with Aaron Rodgers, with Russell Wilson, Tom Brady playing a 45, I think might have skewed some of the, you know, it's like Russell Wilson, he's only 30, whatever. And it's like, oh, we could get five years out of him. No, not everyone can can play as long mm. as one, you know, Breeze or Brady. So it, it's and look what's happened with Rodgers. I mean, he's just getting beat up and the age is showing. Yeah. yeah. So well, someone's age isn't showing, and you know who that is? It's my man Joe Burrow, baby. Joe Cool. Was that a good uh did I do a good one there? That was yeah, funny. you didn't even have to mention you oh, did a good job. Sorry. It was so good. <laughs> I just figured I'd mention it. Um, all right. So what did we have here? Uh, Bengals. I'm trying to find it on our sheet here. Bengals at Titans. Bengals minus two and a half. Solo and Brett pick the Titans. And Folo and Ando pick the Bengals. The Bengals won 20 to 16. This was a good game by Burrow. He's doing great. And remember last week we were talking, and I was like, what happened after the second week? I think what I meant to say, Solo, is I feel like he healed after the second week and has been playing great since then. I, oh, I was, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some stat about Burrow, I think, being the top quarterback ratings-wise since that time. He had a great mm-hmm. game. Samaji P. Ryan filling in for uh, Mixon, who's well, yeah, still no, out. Still no Mixon or Chase. That was yep. the biggest. And and Cincinnati only gave up one sack. They were earlier in the season. They were That's giving up crazy. six, seven sacks a game. Yeah, and yeah. T- Tannehill wasn't bad. Twenty-two for thirty-four, two ninety-one, no interceptions. But Derrick Henry, seventeen carries, thirty-eight yards, two and a half. There's the story. Two point two yards average. Yep. So, though we did have three receptions for 79 yards, a lot of that was after the catch. But um, the Tennessee Titans could not find a way to win this one, and the Bengals are now 7-4. and four. Uh, They're looking good. Bengals are looking good, and uh, let's see, what's going on there? They are now tied with the Ravens in the AFC North. The Browns and the Steelers are both 4-7. and seven. And the Bengals and the Ravens are both seven and four, but they seem to be going in opposite directions. It's good to see. I like it after the Super Bowl where the team that won the Super Bowl sucks and the team that was up and coming and kind of made the Super Bowl by just having a amazing playoffs is finding their way to being a really solid team here. I like it's it. It's a great point, Axel. It's a great point because normally the Super Bowl loser – just doesn't have the yeah. same. I mean, maybe yeah, except the apart. Chiefs, but but yeah, they just not not as it just happens. I mean, I, I'll never forget little story here. Uh, the way back in 02, the Buccaneer or 03, 0203, the Buccaneers Raiders Super Bowl when the Raiders oh, lost. The Raiders. Yes. And that next year, oh, yeah. oh they were yeah. <laughs> my my friend, this. my friend Aaron. His brother, Jay Norvell, who actually coaches at Colorado State now, uh, was a tight ends coach for the Raiders. So we went up to the Monday night game where after Favre's dad passed and he threw those four touchdowns on Monday night. I was at that game and 
you you just watching it live. I mean, Rob Johnson was the quarterback for the Raiders, so it was no Rich Gannon. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it was a team that they were saying in training camp, the locker room was split. And it just, it was, his brother was just like, you know, it, this, this, this isn't good. And so it would just, it was just bad. And I couldn't, I was just amazed, but I'm even amazed that the Super Bowl champs, the Rams are, I mean, granted injuries, but I, I can't get over how bad they are. And it's good to see Cincinnati uh, because, you know, it's hard not to like burrow and root for Cincinnati who's never won a Super Bowl. And, um, you know, I know me and Axel picked Cincinnati to win that division. So our, our pick is looking good, Axel. Nice. Yeah. And Except speaking, they got a hard ass schedule coming up. They do. But speaking so, of the yeah. Rams, they got dismantled. Uh, the Chiefs covered uh, 15 and a half points, beat them 26 to 10. That was a close one. I was the only one who picked the Rams to cover, <laughs> but not to win. Um, oh, yes. Man, yes. Tra- Kelsey is amazing. And really, seriously, let's just say this. Jonathan Jacobson, I'm calling you out by name. You traded him <laughs> for Goff to A. Hustler, and A. Hustler already won the point total for our le- for our fantasy. League. He does every year, it seems. <laughs> I, he's he's really good. I go. I t- Dude, Ahus is a good owner. He he is, really he's got he said he'll come on this podcast, but I don't know. One day maybe he'll come on this podcast. We'll have to wake him up, Axel. So we'll have to wake him After up. After you thrashing him on the podcast and on Facebook this afternoon, he might he might second guess that cuz he knows we're going to give him hell about Kelsey. Well, I love I love the one thing though. He goes you know, well, that one week he was playing Axel, had to want to play. Oh, you're going down this week. Yeah, great. You know, really, Stephen A. He really Stephen A. Smith it. I know. I have, I have one. Love game. you, Huss. Love but, you, um, Huss. Chiefs look really good. Chiefs look great. They're 9-2. and two. Um, They look like they're they're setting up to take the AFC. Um, that, uh, that Rams team has played 11 games, and they've had 11 different starting linemen, offensive linemen. Who wow. did the Rams even play at quarterback for this game? Uh, their third stringer. Right, remember Perkins? We talked about yeah, from Virginia. Yeah, Bryce Perkins, yep. Yeah. And it wasn't even the right Virginia quarterback I was thinking Two of. Two interceptions, 100 yards passing, 13 for 23, one touchdown. And he did have nine carries for 44 yards. That team is in shambles, and they're fucked too. They don't, they no have, picks. They, they don't have any picks. Detroit has their pick. I mean, yeah. I mean they've been doing that since – the last couple of years, just giving their picks away. They don't care about the draft to win a title. They did it. So it's like, okay, you got your Super Bowl last year, but the next three to four years could be rough. And I don't think McVay is going to end up being the coach very long. Uh, I, I, well, he you takes know, any more. Would you like trade it? <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that was awesome. You sent me that, Ando. I was dying. <laughs> um, do you guys, I mean, would you guys – get for the Super Bowl last I mean, I'm sure you would but to win the Super Bowl the last year and to have the next five years suck I, I assume you would do that trade right I mean you talking to Super Bowl in? yes my team is and I'm talking to a Jets fan and a Vikings fan okay <laughs> yeah yes. Yes. You, and I know, know your audience solo know your audience neither Brett or I has ever won a Super Bowl ever so, and Axel hasn't seen one in his so lifetime. I basically, don't think, right? so what you're asking me is to win the Super Bowl and then go back to normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, the, yeah. Yes, the answer and, is yes. 
Yep. Polo, you get a well played as well. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see how well we play this week. Let's move it on to our games for week 13. Ando, why don't you take us through it, my friend? I just have to say real quick, Ando. Yes. Axel, I know that time you didn't you didn't mention it, but your transitions are fantastic. Thank and you. I, I just have been setting you up like like no other, and you've been taking it. I, I enjoy it. It's I like it us back in prison. Yeah, it's us back in Longpoke back yeah, in the day. So you're a good, you're a good uh, good batting practice pitcher, Heath. <laughs> there it is. Heath drops the soap, and I come in for the. <laughs> yeah, you are the backdoor guy, aren't yeah, you? That's true. Well, I guess I <laughs> drop the that. soap yeah. then. It, Brett, it all comes together. Oh right? no, Heath drops the soap, and I pick it up. That's the way it goes. <laughs> yes, that's that's yeah. All right, Ando, you're up. Oh boy. Okay. Well. Let's see how the order this week is going to be. I'm going to go first, then Axel, then Heath, then Brett. And there are four games that the point spread is over seven. I split those up. So each one of us gets to go first on those games because they are usually the hardest games. I think Um, we're going to start with the Broncos at the Ravens where the Ravens are favored by eight and a half points. Um, Oh, the Ravens. Like I said before, they blew their third game in the last 15 seconds of the year. Broncos are averaging 14 points a game. Six times they have been held at, at 10 points or under. The, the, Ravens, the Ravens are going to come back from their embarrassing loss. I am not going to be fooled into taking the Broncos with all those points. The Ravens are awful. I'm taking the Ravens. Um, I'm going to agree with you, Andy, especially after we were just talking about Lamar didn't do that bad you know so i think when the uh, with the defense not being challenged by russell wilson i think that they're going to uh cover that eight and a half you're up heath you know two things one i said i'm just going to take points this week and then i look at this game but it falls into (laughs) i'm never going to take the broncos ever (laughs) so which one do i follow uh, I, I just think the Broncos are toast. Ravens need a get-right game in the worst way. This is it. They will not stop Lamar. Um, I just hope the Ravens' defense doesn't give up a lot of points. But I, I just don't think the Broncos can score at will. They can, they can't score, uh, like Ando said, over 14 points a game. Give me the Ravens, minus the eight and a half. Brett? Well. I have uh, I basically decommissioned Rehoboam. He's been <laughs> so I have a new system that I call BPS. That is Bernard Post Sublime. Oh, I like it. <laughs> a little Westworld reference for y'all. Um, and Bernard is telling me that that is not enough points. Give me the Ravens minus eight and a half. <laughs> Bernard's a good man. <laughs> Well, next up, we are going to go to a battle of teams that may or may not have their starting quarterbacks, where the Packers at four and eight go to the three and nine Bears, where the pack is favored by four and a half, Axel. Yeah, this is a tough one. I think there's probably more of a chance that Aaron Rodgers plays, right? Or Yeah, Rodgers has said he's going to play unless the Packers are out of playoff contention. So he might be done by halftime of this game. Now is our boy Fields? Is he going to play or is he out? Do you know? They have they have said that he is not. They're not going to make a decision on him till later in the week. So 
But the Bears are out of playoff contention, so Justin Fields has announced to everyone that he is no longer going to play this season. <laughs> oh, damn. He's, he's now, is that Bernard talking or you, Brett? <laughs> I was just trying to take a shot at Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I laughed, Brett. <laughs> um, wow, this is a real tough one. Four and a half as well. Uh Gosh, I just think that the Packers have a better rest of the team than the Bears do. Um, I think they could run the ball on the Bears' defense. So I'm going to pick the Packers here to cover four and a half. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He's even said it many a times, probably. Especially, I think, when he was visiting Russell Wilson and went one, into one of his 12 bathrooms. Um <laughs> He was saying it in the That's a good callback. <laughs> um, I mean, if Fields was playing and Rodgers was, wasn't, I would probably lean toward taking the points. But this Bears team is bad, especially if Trevor Simeon is playing. <laughs> now, is this the right – now, Nate Peterman, whatever, that awful quarterback, he was sent back to the practice squad. Uh, so I'm wondering – if that's just a move and then they could redo it later in the week or well, it doesn't matter. I'm taking as much as I want to take points. I'm taking the Packers minus the four and a half. Even if love plays, I got to believe love can beat the bears by five points. Um, the Packers defense is going to allow, well, let me say Chicago can score some points on the Packers defense. I'm going to predict I think the the defense is that bad, even with Simeon. Rodgers may play, but I don't know how effective he's going to be. So I'm going to take Chicago plus four and a half. Ooh, okay. Brett. Okay, well, let me see. The, uh, <laughs> the Bears, besides Fields, Bears have some other injuries. Like Keith said, Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. He has a 23-5 and five record against them. In the, in the last 10 years, he's only lost to the Bears once, and they play twice a year. Um, <laughs> if if Rodgers doesn't play, Love showed he actually can maybe make a pass or two. I don't think if I don't think Fields is going to play. I don't think he's the, – the Bears are not – neither one of these teams is good, but the, the Packers are less bad, so I'm taking the Packers. All right. Heath, you get to Yo. tell us if the Seahawks can cover seven and a half points at the Rams. Oh, Jesus. That's a high spread. All right. That's why Rams I said I terrible. spread them out for everybody. So, yeah, no, no, no. Understood. Uh, I mean, the Rams are god awful. Uh, you know, Jack Youngblood ain't coming through that door. Uh, neither is Jim Everett. But actually, that could be a good thing. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, Seattle lost a tough one to the Raiders. My God, we didn't talk about that game, but what a crazy game. Seattle's had some some of the most fun games this season definitely um just scoring wise and just gino i mean you know they gave up that big i mean jacobs had a day over 300 yards total rushing and receiving i mean pretty impressive uh raiders uh victory um you know normally i would be taking the actually not normally i usually i take the favorites but in my new my Reho, I, I adopted rahobabum uh, and it and it's telling me <laughs> to take the Hawks Geno's not broken jaw by seven and a half, baby. Even though it's on the road, I'm taking the Hawks. 
Yeah, the fact that it's on the road is probably a good thing because there's going to be more Seahawks fans there than Rams fans in L.A. Oh, yeah, and I live here, and let me tell you something. That Ram, that Rams fan base, Brett, is, is I, I don't know if there is one. I mean, we thought the Chargers were bad. I mean, they are. They don't get did, a lot of support. Did they, actually but... have a, did they actually have a parade for the Super Bowl? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, they, they no, they did. You get your fair weather LA fans like, <laughs> oh, the Rams, they're yeah, on a run. Right. Hey, great. And then when they suck, you're not gonna get see that's the that's that's the measure of fans. You look at Jet fans, you look at Vikings, you, you know, most Falcons fans, like even when the team's doing bad, you got the support. LA is such a unfortunately, it's Lakers in a USC town and Dodgers, of course. But like when it comes to football, it's a reason why we didn't have football in LA for a long time. There mm-hmm. just isn't the fan base and you know you got a lot of raiders fan well you get a lot of tran- more transplants than ever so it's your opportunity to go see your team like if the cowboys mm-hmm. come in the patriots come in so it's just yeah. it's and people kind of like eh i'd rather stay home than go to a game you know and, what's and only, it's sad i've always thought yeah. that the thing that prevents that from being the way the jets and giants games are is that they play them at the meadowlands and I think it's for That's baseball, a great point. too. Like, if there was a stadium in Manhattan, if they had built that, they were at one point before they built MetLife, they were trying to get one at, uh, what was it, the rail yards, the old abandoned rail yards, and they were going to put on, like, near the West Side Highway. It would have mm. been, I think it would have been like that, where the Jets and the Giants would no longer have had, like, a home uh, oh, yep. a home team mm. advantage because it would just be people visiting and corporations because we all know that like corporations own like 75% of the tickets and like mm-hmm. every stadium except for the, probably like the Packers right where yeah. they all own yep. a piece of the team so yeah that's a thing yeah you're right because it, it is it it's an event to, to have to go down there for a game the traffic which is bad already it's in you know not the greatest part of town, but it's accessible, but it's just, it's like, do I want to spend, uh, you know, 10 hours on the road, both ways in traffic and everything for a three hour game, you know, on a Sunday when I have to work on Monday, it's just, you're right. It's different. It's have you so been to different. their new stadium yet? Heath, have you been there? Um, no, I've been to concerts cause they have the YouTube theater, SoFi stadium, and then the forum. Mm-hmm. Are all together. So I've been to a con- see Pearl Jam at the Forum, Eddie Vedder at the YouTube Theater, but right near SoFi. And even okay. on to, to go to a concert, it's not bad. It, it's just don't try to don't go there and try to get an Uber. Uh, oh, I bet we had to. We we uh, it was a it was a mess. Um, but we drove the second time and it was much better. But with you know a hundred thousand hundred thousand people, it, yeah. it's just different. And it's a Sunday, so. Yeah, it is so, what it um, is. Brett, you got to make Brett's a pick, pick. right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Seattle's on a two-game losing streak. Um, this is a GRG for them. Nice. Get right game. Yeah, Seattle yeah. minus seven and a half. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well, Seahawks, Rams. Aaron Donald probably isn't playing with a high ankle sprain. Stafford's out. Cup's out. Robinson's out. Seahawks actually need this game than the Rams. The Rams don't. And the Seahawks, like we just said, are basically playing a home game. So, Seahawks. I, too, am going to take the Seahawks. Gino had a great game. That was a heartbreaker. 
Josh Jacobs, man. Holy shit. He was running everywhere. I'm going to take the Seahawks. Heartbreaker. Dream maker. Iowa. Well, Brett, now it's your turn to tell us if the newly led Deshaun Watson Cleveland Browns are seven points better than the Texans at the Texans. Wow, what a fun game. Of course, course Watson's first game back is going to be in Houston, right? That's no accident. Something funny here. Uh, I like the Texans, so give me the Texans plus seven. All right. Oh boy, this one, this one is a almost a toss-up for me. I'm just not sure where to go. A lot of it because of the Watson factor. Texans have lost six in a row. Their closest loss was seven points. They're they're just not good. And I think sadly by the end of the weekend, the people of Cleveland will be celebrating Deshaun. So I am going to take the Browns. I think they will cover, and I think they're going to win big. Is this in Houston? Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, Deshaun Watson. Oh, I'm sorry, Solo. Were you going to say something about that? Oh, whose pick is it? Uh, it's Axel's pick. pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Then I'll shut up. Go okay, ahead. I'm sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> are you going to tell me something that will inform my my decision? <laughs> I am going to save it. Okay. No, because it, it's pretty much going to be me talking myself out of a pick is what it's okay. going to come down. Um, so let me, I'll favorite. just do that. But Sean Watson is actually going to start. I can't believe that he really is going to. It just seems like like it's just been that whole story is so insane. And you still can't even Google him without the first thing coming up that some of his accusers are going to the game. This is going to be everything surrounding it is just sad. But if we're just talking football, um, Deshaun Watson is awesome. He's an awesome football player. I picked the Browns to cover seven. And you know what I should have said is I, I can officially throw out my Jacoby Brissett rule for this game, so that's also why I'm finally go. taking the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Heath, rant away. <laughs> All right. Browns are the better team. Going into this, it's a no-brainer. It should be seven and a half or eight because – the spread, you know, Vegas does the spread and they want you, you, you're taking the Browns like seven. Oh yeah. They'll cover that. But you know what? From this day on, I'm making a statement, fellas, even though I, I just have a weird feeling the Texans are going to fight this get with this game, call it karma, call it what you will. I'm not going to pick as long as Deshaun Watson is the starting quarterback. I am not picking the Browns out of protest. Give me the Texans plus seven. Yeah, so uh, all right. I don't care if I lose. I'm not picking that scumbag. Even though it's on the field, and I agree with Axel, I, I just I have a feeling he's gonna he might get hurt just because of karma. I don't want you know I, I shouldn't. I'm not saying I want that to happen. He didn't look good in the preseason. Mentally, is he gonna be ready? I I don't know. This is this is this is gonna be interesting. But I think. This is the Texans Super Bowl. I, well, I believe. That's a good point. Now, yeah, is it? I don't know. This well, is. It we'll sounds see. good on Tuesday. It sounds good yeah, on Tuesday, right? Exactly. Well, in the elimination pool, I got I got to pick Houston at some point, and I'm picking them this week. So just to get them out of the way. <laughs> I right. picked them against the Bears, and Mills threw that pick uh, and gave the game <laughs> away. Uh, that ruined my elimination season. 
anyway. Well, the next game, I have got a pick between the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are four and seven, against the Lions, who are four and seven. The Lions are favored by a point and a half. And, well, um, Trevor Lawrence is one and 12 all time on the road. But he looked like the prince that was promised against the Ravens. 29 to 37 for 321 and three touchdowns. His, his first career game with 300 yards. And I mean, I, he looked great. ETN is going to be back for Jacksonville, they have said. So I am taking Jacksonville. I'm going to agree mm. with Andy. I'm taking the Jags too. I think they're finding a bit of a groove. Um, you know, the Lions weren't horrible against the Bills, um, but I'm going to take the Jags. One and a half, I'll take the Jags. It's a it's a, it's a fishy line, folks. Fishy, fishy, fishy. <laughs> Lions have had a little extra rest. I don't know if that means anything. You know, Jags, good win. Baltimore, but I think this is the Lions Sunday. Give me Jared Goff and... For, That's the for only Travis guy Kelsey? I can remember. No. Say, well, Kelsey, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got, Jimmy Jimmy Goff is better than Jared Travis Kelsey, Kelsey so you, he's, you're on to that. Yeah, right? yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Give me give me the Motor City Lions. Minus, is it, oh, it's minus one and a half? Yeah. Oh, yep. maybe it's not that. Yeah, how are they favored? I'm taking them anyway. What the hell? Yeah. Rehoboboom. Rehobret. Give me, give me the, uh, give me the home team here. I like Detroit. All Detroit right. minus one and a half. Splitting it up. Okay, Axel. The six and five Chargers go to the four and seven Raiders when the Chargers are favored by two. Well, um, what a win for the Raiders. What a win for the Chargers. We got two. Kind of hot teams coming in. Chargers minus two. <laughs> the Raiders won one game. They're hot, or they won two in a row. They're kind of hot, you know. I mean, yeah, they, it's well, the they, Raiders. Well, you know, they were really yeah. they looked absolutely horrible earlier, right? Yeah. So yeah. they at least have the same record as the Lions now. That says something, and the Steelers do. Um, That's hot. I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think that Bobby Johnny A Bear Herbert is going <laughs> to pull it through. I th- I like the way he's getting it together. People are healthier. Let's do it. So all right, yes, give me L A. Oh no, San Diego San Superchargers. Diego. I was trying to put L A. Oh the yeah, Diego. this is L A. versus L A. The former, yeah, L- oh, yeah. And wait, no. No, LA versus LV. It used to be. <laughs> yeah. See, we're all screwed up. I forgot. I'm with I'm with Axel here. I, I I as much as I overrate the Raiders in my head, and I, I just think Bobby A. Bear, Justin Herbert is gonna cover it somehow. Give me the charges minus two. I mean, I think the Chargers are the better team, but they have struggled to cover the spread. They played a lot of close games. The Raiders are kind of feeling themselves maybe a little bit right now. Touching themselves too much. <laughs> Go blind. They're at home um, in the friendly confines of Las Vegas. 
Give me the Raiders plus two. Damn. <laughs> Is that Bubba saying that? Do the Raiders play at Lo-Fi Stadium? Lo-Fi. <laughs> what do you got? Oh, Lo-Fi. Well, the Chargers beat the Raiders in week one, 24 to 19. The Chargers actually are pretty good against the spread. They're seven and four against the spread this year. The Raiders are five oh, and whoops. six. Okay. The uh, Josh Jacobs is not expected to practice all week. I think he was sore after running for and run catching for that 300 yards. The I am, and I've been burned by the Raiders too many times this year. I'm taking the Chargers. They're on the upswing. Nice. Revis Island. Ooh, big game here. <laughs> okay, Solo, Monday night. The battle, dun, for dun, super- dun. battle for supremacy in the juggernaut NFC South. <laughs> the four and eight Saints go to the five and six Bucks. Bucks by three and a half. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, God, can we get any more bad primetime games? Uh, boy, Troy and uh, Joe are going to be like, they, what did we they sign give up it for? All. Yeah, well, he's like, going to be Jesus. pulling his hair plugs out. Yeah, I think so. Um, that was low. Sorry. Now, the, Sorry about that. The, Saint, the Saints have had Tom Brady's number through the years. But Archie Manning ain't coming through that door. Nope. For the Saints. <laughs> Neither is Craig Ironhead Hayward. Rest, rest in peace. Archie Manning brother. has beaten Tom Brady? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, <laughs> they played against each other uh, in Archie's last year. I think that was Tom's rookie year um, 40 years ago. But, uh, <laughs> It's in Tampa. Tampa. I, I, I can't figure Tampa out, but the Saints, if they're going to keep going, Andy Dalton, good luck. Uh, I'm taking, <laughs> I got to go with TB12 method minus the three and a half. Even though I'll probably get screwed again, but I can't take the Saints on the road Monday night. Can't do it. All right. Well, I'm going to drop some, some knowledge to uh, the panel here. I have found a stat or a trend that I have not heard talked about. Now, we all know the history of like how teams do after a bye. They usually do pretty good. This year, teams are 15 and 9 after a bye, but they're only 10 and 14 against the spread. However, before the bye, the game right before your bye, I don't know, are you looking forward to some time off so you play a little harder? Or do you know that if you lose, you're going to have that taste in your mouth for two weeks? Whatever it is, teams in their game right before their bye, they're 18 and 8, and they're 20 and 6 against the spread. The wow. Saints are on a bye next week. Give me the Saints plus three and a half. Oh, the Bucks. when is their bye? They have it. Oh, they had it already after Munich. Yes. Yep. Bye, bye, bye. Okay. Well, the Bucks beat the Saints in week two, 20 to 10. I think, like he said, the red rifle is done. Saints have lost three of three out of their last four, and their only win was against the hapless Rams, and they struggled to even beat them. I don't like the Bucks this year because like also like Solo said, how the hell do you even figure them out? But I'm taking the I'm taking the Bucks because I just I don't have any faith in the Saints. Everything that Andy said, I'm taking the Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> And Brett just hates the Bucks. He needs them to lose, so he picks against them every week. Okay, now we're getting into the I – th- I forgot to add before we started, I think this upcoming slate is the best slate of games we've had. And now we're getting into the good games already, and we're not even halfway done. 
Brett, yeah. the commies are favored by two and a half, and they're going to play the Giants. Oh, man. Okay, so real quick, this is an NFC East matchup. So I was looking at the playoff standings. Now, now that we have seven teams out of each conference make the playoffs, that's three wild cards. I don't think there's ever been a year where the an entire division no, has advanced no. to the playoffs. Nope, and it might happen. And there won't be because the Giants aren't. Right. The Giants aren't. I was about happening. to say we are very close to having the entire <laughs> AFC East and NFC East make the playoffs this year. Right Imagine now, that. the whole NFC East would be in if the season ended today, <laughs> and the nuts. AFC East, the Patriots would be barely outside as the eight seed. The, the only hiccup would be either Baltimore or Cincinnati would have to miss the playoffs. They're both seven and four, but new England does play Cincinnati in a couple of weeks. So that would be a head to head tiebreaker there. So I'm just keeping an eye on that. Cause that would be pretty insane. Um, back to this game though. Uh, let's see. I got Washington as, as another team that has a buy next week. So I'm just going to kind of roll with that weird stat, that weird trend, and I'm going to go with uh, Washington minus two and a half. Well, the uh, let's see. The, the Giants have lost three out of four. Their only win was coming against the Texans. The Commies have won six of seven, with their only loss being to the Vikings. Commies are tough as hell. They're not the most explosive team, but they're tough. Probably means the Giants will win, but I'm still going to take the – Last place as of right now, Commanders. Mm. All right. This is weird because they the the commies play the Giants. Then they have a bye. And they play the Giants again. Then they, they play the Giants again. <laughs> yeah, you got a few of those. It's very weird. Um I like everything that Andy said again. I like when Andy goes before me. <laughs> um, I think Heineke's playing great. I think that the commies are just, I like what you said. They're just, they're a tougher team and they're more in sync. Now the giants are th those, th the light is showing through the seams on this team. And I think that the commies are a stronger seven and five team than the giants are. The Giants will soon be seven and five, so I'm going to take the commies and that two and a half points. They're going to cover. That's you know what's funny is I I don't do like any book smart research like you guys do, and I'm still ahead in the standings. But that's about to end this week <laughs> because I'm just I'm just Damn. you know forty some odd years of football knowledge just by my eyeballs and my ears, and I just soak it in. But you guys bring up some great points. I wish I wasn't so lazy or busy, whatever you want to pick, to do the research. So that's one of the reasons why I love listening to you guys because I love these stats and these different things. But when it, but when it comes to 2022 football, it seems not to matter, does it? Um, <laughs> it doesn't. But, but I, I, and of course, that's all in good fun. It wasn't a slam that I'm in first place somehow still, but. Well, you're um, in first place. That's okay. You go back and forth. You'll pick all the favorites one week, then all the underdogs one week. Dude, you, I was planning on picking underdogs all week. I have one underdog this week. What the hell? And so, you know what? You know what you that means? Oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry. go ahead. No, no. I was you just going to say ahead. you've said you've said this multiple times over the last five or six weeks, and I'm going to just repeat it again. 
picking the winners and picking stats is not the same as picking the spread. Picking the spread is hard as hell. Uh, and that's it really is it really is yeah because yeah, in my i'm in my in my one dynasty league we do with the, the just pick the winners based on confidence points and i've won it four years in a row like i'm just awesome at that mm-hmm. spread is so much yeah it's well it's much more difficult because because we're men and we pick against the spread <laughs> right we're men and speaking of men I, I I think the Giants are in a free fall. I'm going with the Combies as well. Oh, Another right. favorite I'm taking. Jesus Christ. So that's <laughs> the third game we picked all the same. I, that's, I think there's going to be a lot of them this week, but we'll see here. Got another another great game is next. I am going to try and decide the seven and four Titans going to the 10 and one Eagles. Ooh. And the spread is Eagles by five. Now I'm uh, man. The Eagles lost their top corner, lacerated kidney. He's out for a few weeks. He got sick pick, six picks. Gardner Johnson. But I think the blueprint to beat the Titans was given last week, and I think Heath or Brett mentioned it when Travis Henry was shut down. Eagles last Travis week. Travis Henry is still playing football. No, not Travis <laughs> Henry. Travis Derek Henry, Henry, the Bills running back. Well, That's Travis Henry right. has to feed the a lot of too. Travis Henry has to feed a lot of kids, so he has had to come back out of retirement. <laughs> Travis Henry. I don't. Th- I think a mention of Travis Henry on any <laughs> podcast first time in ten years. <laughs> hey, we're groundbreakers. All right, but Travis. okay. So we got to stop Derek Henry. Excuse me. Eagles <laughs> a week or so ago added Linval Joseph and then Dominican Sue to shore up that run defense. They're going to be able to shut him down. The Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to take it. They're, they will cover. I'm going to go again with Ando here. Um, that's that's a that's five points though. Let me think about this for a second. Because the Eagles you, have been you and Andy have picked the exact same picks through the first eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah this no, one I'm just and, Andy's very convincing. Um, <laughs> that probably means I'm going. How many games are there? Yeah. I'm gonna, fifteen. I'm going to go like two and thirteen. So <laughs> how how is the Titans' run defense? Where, where are they listed in in run in D? Let's see defense. I'm going to say thirteenth. They are. I think they're middle of the pack in run defense. I think. Yeah, they're pretty far down there. Oh no, they're way down there. Wait, hold on. Oh, I'm at thirteenth in the AFC. No, they are third. They've only allowed nine hundred and thirty yards rushing. That's why I meant third. Third. Okay. Um, that says something because that is the Eagles' game. Um, five points. You know what? I'm going with the Titans here. I think they're going to get it together and 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 see what's a tough game because I think the Eagles' defense has holes. I think Derrick Henry's going to run a bit, and I think the Eagles are going to run a bit too, but not so much. If the Eagles are going to lose a game, other than the Cowboys on Christmas Eve, this is the game. They may not lose, but I'm going with Tennessee in the you know. Tennessee is one of those teams where I feel confident when I'm gambling on them um, just because, except for against, I didn't gamble this week, but against the, the Bengals, you know, I, I really thought they were going to win that game, but I just feel like the Vrabel and his boys are going to come to play. Uh, I, give me the, give me Tennessee plus five. I, mean, I got I need some points. These are great games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. best is yet to come. 
this will be a fun one. Um, I'll definitely be rooting for Tennessee to win, but um, Philadelphia at home, I, I, I like them to cover five points. Give me Philly minus five. Okay, Axel, here's another great game. The Chiefs are going to Cincinnati. Chiefs are favored by two on the road. Yeah, and this is the late game. This is at the 1 o'clock, 4 o'clock slot. This um, is a good one. Yep, this is the I'm late excited. game. I'm excited for this Man, game. The Rematch. Chiefs look great, uh, but the Bengals are looking pretty great, too. Gosh, man, I don't know what kind of stats I have to say other than I just think the Chiefs look amazing, and I think it's going to be a tough game. It's only two points. I think the Chiefs are going to cover. Is Chase coming back for this game? He is expected to play. I still think the Chiefs are going to cover. Is Mixon Mixon expected to play? Mixon is also expected to play. I still think the Bengals are going to win now, and I'm going against my pick. Before No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to stay with the Chiefs. He it's hard not to take the Chiefs. It, it, well, it's hard not to take the Chiefs, right? But when you're a gambler, you got to take – you got to – you bet points, right? You don't bet – you know, is that what the professional gamblers do? They bet the point – I mean, the they bet the number, not the team which I still don't understand what the hell that's all about. But anyway, um, this, this, this league, I guess it's so inconsistent. Like the Bengals one week get crushed by the Browns and then they go and win big. Um, they're going to be up for this game. This game means a lot more for the Bengals than it does the Chiefs. But the Chiefs are probably the best team uh, next to the Eagles, I would say, uh, in power rankings, which will come next week, a little tease. The new power rankings will come out. So those power rankings. Um, You know, it's funny because this is what happened last year, right? Since in the playoffs, Cincinnati beats Tennessee. Then they go on to beat the Chiefs. Then they go to the Super Bowl. Give me the Bengals plus the two. Good. I'm going, I'm going a little different. Joe Cool. But I could. I still have my change. I still have my change. I could change at some point. You do. You still have your switcheroo. <laughs> I feel like this is the kind of game that the Chiefs are built to win, which is why I am confused about why I'm about to pick what I'm going to pick. Give me the <laughs> You're taking the Bengals, Brett? Bengals plus two. All right. Yes. Andy. Boy, this game is man. This game is a tough one. The Bengals are eight and three against the spread this year. Chiefs are five and six. Chiefs struggle with that damn spread, but the spread is only two points. They're and, begging you to take the Chiefs, Ando. Yeah, Vegas I know they are begging you. If if this was five or six points, I would take the Bengals for sure. But I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and odds are they're going to win it by more than one or two. So I'm going to take the Chiefs, but I would not be surprised at all to see. The Bengals take this game. I can't wait for this game. It's going to be a good one. All right. Good so way to cover yourself on that one. All right. <laughs> give it to me. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow? Or don't, oh, yeah. excuse me. Thursday. Well, I need to wait two minutes, then I can say tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, when this pod comes out, maybe it'll, yes. by the time people listen to it. Thursday yeah. night. Okay. The Bills of Buffalo are going to Foxborough to play the Patriots. 
The Bills are favored by four. Ooh, Belichick. They, you know, this Patriots team, I'm sorry, it's just not, 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 they're, they're, they're average. Um, it is Thursday night. The Bills, though, have had some extra rest. So the Bills have the advantage here. They played on, they, oh, so did New England. So they both don't, there is no advantage. They both have the same rest. Scratch that. For some reason, I thought the Patriots played on Sunday. But evidently, they would be playing three games in a week if I thought they played on Sunday. I can drop one bit of injury news, too, today. On his podcast today, Von Miller said he would be out with a torn meniscus. Yeah, yeah. Von Miller Von is going to be out. Um, I, I still have that primetime, salty, awful taste of New England getting crushed by the Bears. I just, I have it <laughs> in my mouth, and I don't like it. It's hard to go against the Bills. I mean, against the Pats home on a primetime Thursday game. I have a feeling this game could come down. You know, give me the Patriots plus the four. I talked myself into it. Mm. Mr. Brett. Yeah, I feel like that Bears game was a fluke. I mean, they were destroyed, though, at home, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, it, it was. It probably was. But, but they've just, also blown out some teams at home. So, of course, those were weaker teams like the, I think, the Lions and the Colts. Um, yeah, and the Jets. The Cleveland. But, I don't know if they destroyed the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> but the Bills are a good team. But you know what? The Bills, I picked them several weeks in a row, and they played tighter games than than um, what I would have expected as what I – had considered the best team in in the NFL. I'm not so sure about that anymore. Long story short, I think I'm going to take New England here. Give me New England plus four. Hmm. Well, I don't have any good stats about this one. I just, I saw what the Vikings did on that Pats defense and they, they expose, they exposed the Pats defense to be not as good as I thought they were. I think the bills can, I still think the even though the Vikes beat the bills, I still think the bills have a better offense. And it would definitely a better quarterback. I'm going with the Bills. Kellum, you're going to be happy when I say this is a GRG. I think this is just what Joshy Allen needed. He needed some rest. He needed to fatten up, eat a big old turkey, turducken and ham and cheese <laughs> sandwich on Friday. And I think he did it. And he had a Philly cheesesteak just because he likes them. And the Bills are going to decimate the Patriots who are on their way down, baby. The Patriots are going to lose five in a row. They're coming apart at the seams, the special teams, everything. Mac Jonesy, he's playing pretty good, actually. But I think the Bills are going to beat them by 10. Thursday night football, it's time for Josh Allen to run all over their asses. Well, next up... (laughs) What else can be said after that? Who, who wrote that copy for you, uh, Axel? I'm just wondering. Did. He emailed it to me earlier this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, tell him. Well, not only is the Chiefs-Bengals a late afternoon game on Sunday, so is probably the game of the week. Yeah. We would be discussing it last if it wasn't for Around the Couch Bowl 2 that we will be discussing later. <laughs> the 8-3 Dolphins going to the 7-4 49ers. 
where the 49ers are favored by four, Brett. Oh, what a fun game. Ooh, Man. Um, I might be watching. Th- I'm going to have to. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to watch the screen with like all the games on it again. I forgot about this game. Sorry, Brett. I just got <laughs> Well, the 49ers are pretty fierce. Tua, though, he's exceptional. Um, I think four points is just – I could see the 49ers winning by like a field goal, you know, one, two points, maybe a field goal. Four points is a little high. I'm going to go Miami plus four. Okay, well, 49ers, uh, their injury bug is starting to bite a little bit. Elijah Mitchell out six to eight weeks. I saw something today that said McCaffrey will manage a quote-unquote knee irritation this week. That scares me a little bit. But the Dolphins lost their left tackle this last week with an injured peck. He's out. But Tua is left-handed, so his blind side is protected by his right tackle. McDaniel facing his old team. The Dolphins are going to upset. Or they're going to win. Excuse me. Well, what about the points? Yeah. Oh, that means Niners Niners are favored. Yes, I know. I was just playing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because you like like to skate out or you like to skate out. Every time I say that, you need to call me on it because it's kind of like a running gimmick we got, running bit we got now. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the Niners only reason why I do it. It's, it's um, that's <laughs> Niners defense. Niners, what did they blanked? Uh, yeah, they the won Saints. 13 nothing against the hapless Saints. Amazing Saints. They beat the Cardinals. Six quarters in a row, they haven't given up a point. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, they beat the, Cardinal, yep, the Cardinals and the Saints. 10, Ooh, the Chargers, 22-16. Um you know what, guys? I think that the Dolphins are going to meet their match, and I'm going to pick the 49ers to cover. Mm, meet their match. I like that. See, I'm looking at this game from, well, first of all, rematch of Super Bowl 19, Marino versus Montana. Yeah. little uh, throwback. I love Super Bowl rematches, even though none of those players are on. <laughs> this team but it just it's a it's a uniform franchise thing you know young solo watching the super bowl um the niners i know everyone's saying the niners are are on their way they're probably the team to beat the team that can beat philly of course you know i i don't want them to win the division because then the cowboys if they they wouldn't have to face the Cowboys probably till the NFC championship game. But if the Niners win the division, they run the risk of way the Cowboys could possibly play the Niners in the first round again, which I don't want has absolutely nothing to do with my pick here though. Um, I just, I want to go the Niners to cover, but I, I think this could be a field goal game. I don't, you know, the Niners haven't played. I don't think an offense like Miami uh, in a while, um, ah, give me the give me the fins, baby. I'm riding high with Flipper. Ooh, I like this solo. <laughs> you and I have disagreed on the last three picks. I think yeah, this could change. Winner at the end of this week, baby. Me. Oh wow, wow. <laughs> that's 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 the kind of like it's it's like you picking against the chicago bears i mean i'm not that good i don't do research oh damn <laughs> like, white. like fucking white 
Okay, next up we got the uh, Steelers at four and seven are going to Brett's Atlanta Falcons at five and seven. The Steelers are favored by one and a half, and I need to go first, and I don't really have any stats on this one. I think the Falcons, though, are they need this win a lot more than the Steelers do, and they're going to rebound from last week's heartbreaker, and the Falcons win. Falcons win. Do they cover the spread? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be the first team to cover or to not cover and win. I don't know how that would work, but no, well, they, will, they will win. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, I'm just, I'm just one. No, actually, I thought Pittsburgh was getting, oh, they are getting a point. Yeah. I guess that you're was, right. That one okay. actually, that one did flip. It was the Falcons, I think, the one a couple of days ago, and it had flipped after the after Monday, the night, Monday game. night game. Well, yeah. yep. We didn't get a chance to talk about. Saturday, Saturday, not Saturday. calling a timeout and that looking like just standing there like what's going on and then Yeah, that was stupid. Not but it's not like the Colts would have won the game though. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people it's not it's not as though if he had called that timeout that they miraculously would have scored a touchdown. So I don't think that it quote unquote cost them the game. The Steelers, Could have bought them a few more plays though. Yeah, that's bought them a few more plays to win the game. Maybe. It was in another game. I noticed it too, and I couldn't. I should have wrote it down. There was like an end of the half thing where a, a team didn't take a timeout, and it was like, "What are you doing?" You know, it's just like so. Just when I think Mike McCarthy's the worst coach in the league, yeah. at times there's a lot of bad. But there was a good bad thing Saturday after the game. He was like, "Yeah, I don't regret the decision." Then he came out and he said, "I watched it, and we should have called a timeout." Uh, it's oh, a there you go. So at least he admitted he was wrong. But I want to say, though, the Steelers played better um, than I thought that they would. Uh, I think it looked pretty decent. I, yeah, I was, uh, I, you know, I, I was kind of surprised. Uh, Pickett and Pickens are making a, quite a combo here. So, Brett, I'm going with the Steelers here to cover one and a half. I don't know why I'm directing wow. it towards Brett specifically. But... <laughs> you trying to run in Brett's face or what? I, yeah, that point. was pretty good, Axel. Axel, you're starting to – you're claiming you're going to take over the lead. <laughs> that, you know, now you're calling out Brett and you're playing Ando's team. This wow. is the, the week of Axel. We're it's going to be to me be able the to say fall Mike of – White again, so – it's either going to be the fall of house folo or the rise of house lachlan i don't know we'll see um (laughs) axel how would it be though if the jets and dolphins did play in the playoffs with you and your son how crazy would that be that would be a tough one but i it would at least make the it would actually make the loss more palatable if he was happy in some way you know but then i'd probably that's your kid yeah yeah well yeah but then you can root for the dolphins with them that could be something special because we, we, you know, Dave Damashek said he feels it's going to be a Cowboys dolphins rematch of super bowl six. Well, I will say this. I am the type to root for the team that beats my team because then I can say, Oh, they're a better team. You know what I you mean? Like they feel were better, better about your own team. Yes. Yeah. I'm not like, Oh, unless it's the Patriots then I always root for them to lose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it's my pick. I, 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 I think, I think, the Steelers beat a bad Colts team, though, and Watt didn't even really do much. Uh, but, you know, Pickett's improving. I mean, he's – there's a reason why Tomlin at the beginning of the year said, I want him to sit a year, but they just they just couldn't um, if they wanted to try to win. 
<clears throat> and it gives him the experience. But I, I like Pickett. I know he has small hands and maybe not the, the big prospect of a first-round quarterback. But you know what? I, I like the kid. I like the kid in college. And uh, I'm rooting for him, even though I'm not a Steeler fan. But our boy Chili Mertz is a Steeler fan. So I have to, you know. But having said that, hey, Brett, I'm taking the Falcons, baby, to win outright and cover. <laughs> <laughs> now you're getting it here. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting it. Well, this is probably going to be like 40 or 50% Steelers fans at this game. Um, But it's not going to matter. Falcons are going to It won't scare Mariota. Give me Atlanta. Nice. Is is there a big Pittsburgh presence in Atlanta or something? Why is there going to be a lot of uh, Steelers fans there? Uh, Yeah, well, yeah, they travel. Oh, oh, yeah. even if you saw that monday night game um it was like they showed up so i suppose that's true i will say this from having lived in new york new jersey north carolina and oregon now yep they're more steeler fans than in any other fan i mean i don't maybe it's just those specific players but there's so many steelers they're everywhere yeah they're everywhere everywhere. they travel the best probably i think uh next to the texans of course they travel so well just kidding. <laughs> all right. And the Rams too, right? Yeah. Oh, the Rams. They, yeah, they, they travel all the way. They don't to go St. to their Louis, own stadium. They just go everywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Axel. Tell us Sunday night football. Dun, 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 the, dun. the Colts are going to Dallas. The Cowboys are favored by 11. Oh, shit. Well, listen, this is going to be my quickest one of the night. I'm taking the Cowboys. No, no, no. This is where Saturday gets a real comeuppance. The Cowboys are gelling. They're moving. They're they're swelling. They're gelling. They're melon. I'm taking them, even with the points. Good on you. You didn't direct it to me, but good on you. Am, so am I next or am I after Andy? You're oh, am I after you? Yep, you're dude. I, I get confused. I, no, I, it's only I the 14th time we've done it solo. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, is that it? <laughs> 15's the charm. Um, listen, uh, Cowboys have had a little extra rest. Colts are on a short week. Um, 11's a high number, very high number. I could see this game being close. If it's weird because I, I again, I'm having PTSD because the last time. The Cowboys played the Colts. Uh, I think it was was it last? No, they wouldn't have played them last year unless it was the extra game. No, the Patriots. The, I think it was a couple years ago, and they got demolished. Uh, but that that that's irrelevant because I don't even know when the hell that year that game was. It's just in my cranium. Um, I I think prime time Cowboys at home. I, I got to go with the Cowboys covering the eleven. Uh, I think they should win by two touchdowns. I think this could be a blowout, and NBC would still have to keep the game on and not switch it like they did against Minnesota when they had to go to a more competitive (laughs) contest. Boo-hoo. Give me the boys. Minus the number. AI. (laughs) This is another game where um, normally I think I would probably like the Cowboys to cover, but those Colts, they got to buy next week. Something about that trend. Give me the Colts wow. to cover. I like it, Brett. Going against the grain. Well, gosh, the, Cow- the Cowboys struggled to cover last week because they didn't on a big point spread. But 
had they had they hit that field goal, they would have. But yeah, and not let that backdoor score that didn't really count at the end. Well, even if they let it, well, see, they hit that field goal. Giants have worse field position than they probably cover, even if they let up. You know. But anyway, yeah, you're you're right. I'm I'm and, sorry to step on your aunt Miles. No, no, that's fine. And the, uh, I mean, seeing the Cowboys destroy Kirk Cousins and that offensive line. They are gonna they're gonna thaw out Matty Ice and Matty Ice is gonna be hurting after this game. The Cowboys are gonna win and they're gonna win big. I've taken the Cowboys. I hope you're right, because I plan on getting blasted during this. <laughs> Actually, when I don't drink the Cowboys win during the game, when I drink, they 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 lose. So I may not drink. I think I think you'll be okay. Well, and <laughs> luckily luckily for you, Solo, the last game, you don't have to worry about who's who you're following because you're first. In the game hey. that should have been flexed, but wasn't because the Cowboys actually another crazy stat. The Cowboys had the most watched Thanksgiving Day game ever this last Thursday. Two million set a record. So that's pretty sure that's why this game did not get flexed, even though it, it should be. The Jets and the Vikings play in around the couch bowl two. The Vikings are favored by three, and it is in Minneapolis. Man, the Vikings getting no respect. The Jets getting more respect. Michael White, f- grandson of Walter White. Um, Damn right. Albuquerque native. Mike White. No, I'm rooting Florida. for the kid. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, oh, okay. That's true. But uh, anyway, uh, enough, uh, enough, uh, enough jargon for me. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm going. Vikings minus the three, but I am rooting for the Jets, though. Oh, just for NFC purposes. And oh, yeah, you have personal. to, you have to. I would if I was in your position. Yeah. I'm not rooting personal. for the Cowboys to win either. I completely get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I'm not rooting. Not at I'm, this point, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I am. But it, you know, when it comes down to it, it really doesn't. I mean, it matters, but doesn't really matter because the Cowboys will be a wild card anyway. Um, and anyway. Having said that, give me the Vikes minus the three. I just think this number is too low. I think it should be four and a half or five. But you know what? I, I I'm looking forward to this game. It's an early game, right? Yeah. Yes, noon game. All right. So I'm I'm going to be watching it and enjoying around the couch bowl too. Well, I have to be objective here, so um, I I don't necessarily agree with solo um, when do you when do you uh, agree with solo we we actually agreed a lot this week well early oh, we have you look up okay. um but i i'm just going to trust bernard on this one and um bernard says that the jets are going to win by one point so i'll take the points give me the jets plus three i love you bernard jets by one if, you know what's going to be? The Vikings are going to be up by one. They're going to have the ball. They stop the Jets on the goal line. They'll fumble it, and it's a safety, and the Jets win by one. Oh, my God. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> my head would explode. Well, everything is telling me the Vikings are going to lose this game. Like I said before, three other top four cornerbacks are out. The Vikes are dead last in yards pass, passing yards per game. The Jets overall have an 8-3 record against the Vikings all time. So the Jets have kind of owned the Vikings in the – series i mean white broke all those home passing records but he's on the road and he's gonna get the shit scared out of him by those crazy skull viking chants and get scared. <clears throat> vikings win and cover. 
Ooh, well, and cover. I like that Andy took his own team. <laughs> I'm gonna, of course, take the Jets here. And good for you, Axel. I'm it's gonna be a tough game. Hey, listen, Mike White. This is. I mean, I think the Jets' defense is gonna play great. Um, but I think they have to score points, and it's gonna be up to Mike White to take a breath, hand the ball off throw some smart passes. I think he can do it. I think the Jets can win this game. The way the Jets can win this game, Axel, is if they control the clock, keep the Vikings off the field. Don't make this a shootout. Don't make this a shootout because then that's when trouble could happen. I wonder if the over, yeah, I wonder if the over would be a good play in this. I don't know what the over under is, but. Well, this is going to be um, a good uh, matchup, Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. Uh, Sauce got yeah. burnt a couple times last week. That was one of his poorer games um, in the beginning of the game. But uh, we'll see. Uh, we should mention that Arizona and Carolina both have buys this week. Solo, the over-under for that game is 46 for the Vikings and Jets. Mm. Mm. Interesting. All Thank right. you. Well, that brings us the end of our picks. I like this format. I felt it was it. It's not. It's still about takes about the same amount of time, but I felt it was a bit <laughs> more focused. You know, not quite as meandering. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, but I agree. now, I mean, I mean, I mean, are you splitting up the Atlanta Falcons pod and the Rob McCouch pods? <laughs> two different pods. Next week, I'm actually okay. Atlanta one's going to be just for Patreon only. <laughs> Um, but listen, why don't you guys talk about some college football and I'm going to go take a pee pee. All right. We live on love seat. Love seat. All right, guys. You know, what was funny. I was looking, you know, we had Ohio state, Michigan, you know, Michigan takes care of business. A lot of, a lot of crazy things happen. You know, you had your Florida, Florida state and I'm like, okay. And then I looked next week and I'm like, Wait, conference championship games already? Like, mm-hmm. it, like the season creeped up on me, and I, I couldn't believe. And I'm like, well, yeah, we're heading in December because usually early December is Army Navy and Division yep. One AA playoff games. <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're at conference championship weekend, uh, and of course the uh, rankings came out. It's Georgia one, Michigan two, TCU three, and your USC. You guys predicted USC. They're fourth. So of the conference champ, I mean, you got LSU, Georgia, um, of course, is a big one. I mean, I don't think the game means as much, Brett, for the Bulldogs, but it's, of course, good to win. Now, if LSU were to knock off Georgia, there's no – because they lost to A&M, there's no hope of them getting to fourth, correct? Correct. Yeah, even if USC loses, I don't still don't think they would. Um, no, yeah, they're they're down at 14th now, I think. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, came out LSU's today. 14. Yep, you're right. I was all excited, Ando, because I thought Minnesota was going to be in the Big Ten championship, and it's well, Purdue. Yeah, they screwed themselves with that Iowa game two weeks ago, and uh, their, their running back rushes for 270 yards and loses the game. Yeah, good good times. <laughs> <laughs> Vikings, or the Vikings, the Gophers stepped on themselves 
a couple, they had two or three yeah. losses. They should have been playing in this game. I mean, they still would Michigan still would have wiped the floor with them, but they should have been playing in this game. Perhaps it's nice to at least make it, you know? Yeah. Um, well, at least you beat Wisconsin. Yeah, that was yeah. big. Holding on to Paul Bunyan's axe is always, uh, and Wisconsin's our number one rival, so you can't complain with that. Anytime you win a trophy game, that's always a good thing. Yeah, no, it's, you know, that's the thing about college football. It, I mean, it's tough to win a national championship, and really, out of us, Brett's right now team is probably, is the only chance to win it every year. I mean, Syracuse <laughs> and Minnesota ain't winning any titles, but, it, you know, it's more, I guess it, I guess it's, you know, it's more about, I'm glad they have the bowl system. I know people like, oh, the bowl, it's good. I mean, it, it's nice. You get that extra game. You know, you, you know, Syracuse ain't winning any national championship, but, you know, if they win, a, they upset a Clemson or they win a bowl game, it's still, I still get enjoyment out of it. And that's kind of what it's about. Um, well, I mean, the other thing with those, the other thing with all those bowl games too that I like is that especially like Gophers are always like they are this last few weeks, they've started a freshman, true freshman quarterback. Well, that that bowl game means he gets another three or four weeks of practice and he those guys need that right so they really to, do to teams like that i mean teams like alabama and georgia i don't think it's really going to matter to them because they're already so far ahead of everybody else that yeah. it's, they don't need it nearly as much and i mean they still need it obviously but it really helps those guys. that's the gophers have had that happen a few times where they've had young guys that have really had big advances and a lot of times the coaches have credited it, just that extra practice doing it yeah. So in the Pac-12 title game on Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific on Fox, 8 p.m. Eastern, Utah-USC, uh, Caleb Williams is really – I that UCLA-USC game, I, I mean, I'm still like – that game was awesome. I loved yeah. watching that game. Uh, you know, and, and but I didn't watch the USC-Notre Dame game. But, like, I'm starting to, like, get on the Caleb Williams train. I should start watching this kid more. So I'm definitely going to check it out Friday. But, you know, they win, they're in which would be nice to have a different team from a different conference for once. Like, yeah. yeah, it's time I mean, for the Pac-12 team I mean, back in it. I mean, I think, what do you guys think? The Big 12 title game, of course, is K-State and TCU, and that's 9 a.m. in the morning. Holy cow. So that's an early one, oh, Pacific time. Um, I think K-State yeah. could beat TCU. And if yeah. that were to happen and USC were, were to – well, what, let's just say – Well, and the other it, thing, it, before you get too far down that road, USC's only loss this year is to Utah, who they play. Well, that's what I was about to mm-hmm. say, Ando. If USC loses and TCU loses, who do you think gets um, those two spots? Do you think both those teams fall out? Yep. Are I we going to get Bama? Yep. Uh, who would the other team be? Would it be I Bama? Bama? Bama's six, I think, aren't they? Who's fifth? Yeah, Ohio, Ohio State. State. Ohio, so State. Ohio State would be in line if yeah. one of those teams lost particularly if USC lost uh there's the precedent that no two lost team has ever got in so a USC two lost team would probably fall out and you could have two SEC and two Big 10 teams i don't think i don't like that idea at all and it could happen yeah i just don't yeah. i don't know that TCU would fall all the way out at that point i well i almost feel like they 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 gave USC and TCU their spots and it's like it's yours to lose, you know, and I, can't, I, I, I don't know if the committee would respect TCU enough to keep them in there um, and they would move Ohio State Bama in. But I, could, I hope but I'm you, wrong. Would you move a two-loss Bama team in that didn't, I, didn't win? Haven't, that, haven't they got in before on that, though? No, not as a two-loss. No uh-huh. two-loss team has ever gotten oh, in. Oh, no two-loss mm. ever has. Okay, I was thinking I think of one. The, 
even though they had wins like this, the matter of their loss is what losing to Tennessee by a field goal and then what, a two point conversion against LSU. It's it's very yeah. possible. But Alabama they also had some close wins. They should have lost. Yeah, well, that's what, yes, that's that's the balance of that. Ole Miss, um, they had at least three like last second wins. So it's not like they're this dominant Alabama team of the past. That, that you're, you're right. You're right. Games. I'm just wondering, uh, would they want to see Georgia, Alabama, or Georgia TCU? Just saying. I mean, what do you well, think? I'm sure, the, I'm sure the network executives would want to see. See, that's I mean, the thing. How much pressure is from all these other? I mean, I get what Brett's saying. I mean, it would make total sense. Give TCU the shot. Yeah, but oh, I think that's with what happened with Cincinnati last year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I, I agree. TCU should get the shot, even with one loss. But it's the the way the, the way that the they always select these things is those power, those big traditional powers. If they can yeah. get them in there, I mean, it's like taking the, it's like the Yankees. Fox loves having the Yankees in the World Series. It's the same thing. Those teams are just. Oh, I, I hate being cynical about it, but I've just seen it happen too many times to not. I, I hope to be proven wrong on that. And hopefully I just TCU hope, wins and it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. And then it shuts everything up. Now, if TCU were to win and, and they were to bump them out for Iowa State or something, that would be nuts. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't see that happening. If they lose they to K-State, at least they can say that they've beaten every team on their schedule because they beat K-State earlier in the year. Yeah. And K-State yeah. is number 10. It's not like they're a garbage team. No, they're they're solid. They're solid. Yeah. Um, well, I don't remember what TCU's non-conference schedule is, but that, yeah. that could be a factor. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, we have also the the smaller title games. I mean, even the ACC championship, I'm usually excited for. Clemson, North Carolina, I am not. When they set that up, they thought it was going to be like Miami, Florida State every year, and it <laughs> yeah. just hasn't happened. Well, I got to brag for a second that all three of my upset um, – alerts from last week one outright so i told y'all to look, look out for south carolina they yes you call that one look out for AM. they beat lsu and then i also called michigan over ohio state just just saying but well that's a good just saying because those are great <laughs> yeah. picks and that's I probably the that, opposite that michigan I, the AM one didn't surprise me as much but man that ohio state game that just shocked the hell out of me because that Michigan kind of had their way with them, and I didn't think that was ever possible. I didn't, I didn't expect that. And without uh, your boy, yeah, Corum, yeah, Corum didn't play. Franco Corum, Franco Harris Corum, or whatever. He played like a couple of snaps, got hurt, and was out. Yep. Um, I was impressed by Michigan. Um, I really was because it just they, they. I mean, they Ohio State. I, I'm like, damn. Well, think about it. Who really? Who is Ohio State? Only big win against Penn State. Is that their only really big win? Who did they I mean, play? I have to look at their schedule. I you don't know, remember. yeah, I That's think question. I think Penn State might be their only like really big victory, uh, from what I remember. Um, they beat Notre Dame by eleven. Uh, no, that's they, a good. That's a good win. That's, yeah, you know, they, early in the they, year, but they destroyed a lot of these opponents. Like they beat Wisconsin by thirty-one. They beat Michigan State by twenty-nine. Iowa by 30, uh, 44. So that that's, I think the resume is yeah. a margin of victory too. But yeah, definitely yeah. style points. Yeah. Penn State and Notre Dame are their two best wins. Yeah, okay. But unfortunately, like your Iowa's and stuff, I mean, they're down. They're, 
programs are down right now. Yeah. Um, so it's not normally that Iowa win would be a big one, but yeah, Iowa, Wisconsin are both way down this year. I yeah. mean, they, blew, they blew both of them out, but, and Michigan state has been good in recent years and they're not, they're, they're down oh, yeah. this year too. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That one, that one really surprised me. I guess I didn't, I did not see that one coming. I do have to say though, Heath, I was, I was glancing around and there's some bowl projections that have started bowl predictions for other bowl games and the athletic mm-hmm. is predicting that the pinstripe bowl will be around the couch bowl <laughs> three in New York city on December 29th. <laughs> Go for Syracuse. Oh, that's awesome. I want that. I want that so bad. Cause I, 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 be, I was looking around and I did see that the Fenway bowl, they had Syracuse, East Carolina, and they had Minnesota going to some weird bowl, like some, the other one, I think the other the other one that the Gophers have been a lot projected to is the Mayo Bowl. I think that's in Tennessee, maybe Nashville, maybe or mm. somewhere down in there. They've been there a bunch of times. So, oh, yeah, either way, it's like those mid level ones. I hope. I hope we get. It'd be nice to get a bowl. That would be Syracuse, Minnesota. That'd be cool. That would be very fun. So is this Syracuse finally won a game for me, guys? The Mayo Bowl. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Mayo Clinic Bowl or the one, no, Miracle it's like a mayonnaise Bowl. that sponsors it. I don't remember which mayo company it is, but yeah, the Gophers have been there before and they have like mayo everywhere. It's just it's weird. weird <laughs> what weird, um weird. what so Axel, what we were talking about is that it's all conference championship weekend. So these games might some of these games might intrigue you because they're for the conference. Oh, okay. So I would say I would say the two, the because it has bearing on the top four playoff teams. Friday night's the Pac-12 title game, 5 p.m. on Fox, Utah USC, and uh, Saturday morning Big 12 title on ABC, 9 a.m. K-State TCU, uh, and then of course Brett's SEC championship game, LSU Georgia is on CBS at 1 p.m. So there's some games for you to kind of check out if you feel like it. All right. Well, I maybe I shall. I'll probably try to fit that in while I'm watching some World Cup games too, because I'm enjoying that a lot. Yeah, at least at least I think the Utah USC game that Caleb Williams. Uh, I don't because uh, I'm not sure if you watched the UCLA USC game, but it might be someone to check out. Could be a Jets quarterback in a couple oh. of years because he's a he's a sophomore. So he will be coming back next year. I think he's a redshirt sophomore. I think he has at least one more year you know, left before he can declare. So maybe that's the Jets new quarterback in two years. Well, after Mike White uh, is elected to the pro football hall of fame, we'll consider looking at other people. Probably the first one they ever waved the rules for to elect him while he's still playing. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, already they they should erect a Jeremy Lynn, Mike White statue together. Hey, (laughs) listen, Mike White is the real deal. Well, we'll see this weekend. Let's talk next week. <laughs> the, uh, I got I have one other little tiny college note I can give too. Um, former and it ties into the NFL. Matt Rule got his got a new job this weekend yep. as the uh, the uh, for one of the Gophers' rivals, Nebraska, and I'm sure he's going to do really well because you know what we say about Nebraska around here is the N stands for knowledge. So he is really, really going to have a great career down there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to you get know, a shot in on the, on the Cornhuskers. I will say this, and, and real quick, and I'll end this, and I won't talk again. Uh, but oh, holy cow, back, this is important. <laughs> yeah, oh, tonight. Back, back, back in the day, I mean, college football has changed with 
all the teams being all on national TV and everything, but I just can't see Nebraska ever being a powerhouse again, like they were in the eighties and seventies, eighties. Just who wants to go to Nebraska? I mean, good people, great state, I'm sure, but who? You want to go play in Nebraska? Unless you're a local. I mean, are locals leaving too? Like the big names? I mean, I don't know how the recruiting's going. Well, I, I guess because Matt a lot Rule of their recruits well in Texas, he's going to try to get people to go up to Nebraska. And right. that's when they had all their success. That's where a lot of it was from because they're so close to Texas that they right. really kick ass there. Well, you know what, Solo? I'm going to end the podcast by saying there might not be a lot of college football players that want to go to Nebraska, but there was a guy who went to Nebraska and recorded an album there. And that was before he went on the streets of Philadelphia. <laughs> his name was Mr. Bruce Springsteen from New Jersey, by the way, Asbury Park. All right, everybody, this has been a great podcast. Another fun one. I like this format. It kept, I, I felt like everyone was more involved. Like we heard all voices just kind of go into the games like this, but we'll see. Next week, we'll probably just talk about the World Cup and Formula One. Um, okay, I'm taking next week off. <laughs> yeah, my note taking will be off the pod. My note taking will not be very extensive next week. Guys, if that's the route I'm going. Like, nil nil <laughs> nil nil. I'm I'm thinking play for a draw. Um, as we get closer. <laughs> When we get to the playoffs, that's going to be, are, are we still going to playoffs. go two and a half, three hours? Are we going to talk about each game gets 45 minutes? <laughs> or it's, you know, I don't know. We well, dissect we'll still each have, drive. Each drive. We'll still have like end of the season stuff we can talk about and some of that stuff that's too. True. I mean, there's. And the Atlanta Falcons podcast, which is contained within this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, that'll be spun off by then to a separate thing, won't it? That's what, well, but you know what? He <laughs> can't contain very, its greatness to one pod. I have to say, this was probably the lightest on that reminds me of the 1924 Cowboys game. That solo game <laughs> this week. There weren't as many of those, so. It was 1960. The Cowboys came into the league. Actually. You know what, guys? <laughs> quick, qu- very quick, quick story. The Cowboys were playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and it was raining. Okay. <laughs> wow! Wow! Shots fired. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. So, look, you know I love you. This is a fun podcast, right, and you know what? We <laughs> hope everyone listening is having fun. There's going to be this is some great games this weekend, really. Dolphins, 49ers, Bills, Patriots, Chiefs, Bengals, Titans, Eagles, Commies, Giants, Jets, Vikings. Those are some good games. Looking forward to them. Any final words from Brett? Yes, you know what? Screw it. I, I Oh, <laughs> go ahead, Brett. <laughs> I, I want to I hear what happened to the Cowboys, Buccaneers in the rain. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I don't know if they ever played a game in Tell the rain, so Buccaneers. <laughs> I can tell you about the snow game on Halloween night when Emmett Smith ran for 267 yards against the Eagles. I remember that game. But I won't today. I remember it. Yeah, you're going to have to save that one. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. Peace out, everybody. Oh, wait. I beat Ando in fantasy again somehow. No, we don't need to talk about that again, oh. Eve. You're just oh, okay, me fine. every week here. <laughs> I know. I know. And I uh, Welcome to East New York. Yeah. <laughs>